0: Hello, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, January 5th, 2020. I mean,
1: great conversation. I mean, who knew that it would surpass each week's previous installment? Isn't it stupid?
0: It really is. Every week, I think, you know what? And I'm normally a pretty positive person. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you think like, okay, conversation is going to drop off. Home run today with Aaron. Aaron's so awesome. Per usual. So gracious with his time. And uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, another very, very thankful time for us, for you, for listening, for Aaron, for his time. Also, Fred Warner today, great conversation. The boys and I, uh, we hope you enjoy the hell out of this. If you do, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a great one today. Uh, Fred Warner will be joining us, incredible middle linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers that play in Santa Clara and in Arizona. Also, the guy that Aaron Rodgers says was the best middle linebacker he's ever played against, because he had a previous friendship, I believe, with a man has played against him numerous times, which then potentially led to a little bit of a beef with Darius Leonard, which was settled. On the field at Lucas Oil Stadium just a couple weeks ago. Can't Mm -hmm. wait to talk to Fred Warner about his season, about the Niners, about his future, and everything else going on in Fred Warner's life. Also joining us today in the third hour, a man who one week ago on this program, (laughs) on this program right here, was named the MVP of the 2020 NFL season. Ladies and gentlemen, your NFL MVP, Aaron Ross. Yeah! I joined Greeny this morning. Uh, his first day at the helm of ESPN Radio at 10 a.m. was today because Dan Lebatard has exited ESPN. Excited to see what he does next, by the way. He was always very thankful for his friendship and hospitality whenever I'd go on his show. I assume he's going to get into the content-making business. Very excited and pumped to see how he does. Love all the people over there. Love their vibe. Pulling for him. But today, Greeny started and uh, at 10 a.m., uh, which is immediately following Get Up. And I was his first guest. Wow!
2: wow. That was his first right. cool.
0: Now he's been on radio for 50 years at this <laughs> yeah. point, but new time <laughs> slot, time. new launch <laughs> yeah. of show. I'm first guest. It was very, thank- very thankful to Greeny, obviously, for everything he's ever done. For those that don't know, uh, Greeny got me on GitHub because he was a fan of mine. So th- it was kind of like what happened with College Game Day with Herb Street. Uh, Herbie got me on game day because he had followed along as his fan of mine. Greeny, same thing. Had me on Get Up because it was his show. After the first time I was on Get Up, by the way, Greeny said, I feel like after following you and knowing you, and he said it in a very more sophisticated fashion, he said, you know where the line is and you don't pass it. And I appreciate that or whatever. And then he made the push for me to be on Get Up. Since then, I've got a chance to watch him operate. I have nothing but respect for him. He is in two Hall of Fames for a reason. And I can understand, I guess, I've encountered there are some people that don't love Greeny for whatever reason. Huh. If you've ever met him, that would not be the case. He is a G. He had me on show day, and he asked about Aaron Rodgers Tuesday and he said, I watch it every single week and I'm fascinated by, he said, basically the look inside of Aaron Rodgers' brain. This year, we've had a chance to chat with a guy every single week through successes and failures and lead to an MVP-like season, potentially Super Bowl season. This has been a hell of a ride. Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays have become my favorite days to wake up. I mean, it is a very big day. We oh, can, yeah. thank you, right? ah! It will be going through playoffs, by the way. All right. Yeah. Let's go. I guess I had a little forethought whenever we were beginning the conversation, Mm -hmm. which I was just reminded of just a couple days ago. It's like, yeah, yeah. We've already settled everything through playoffs. I was like, did we really? Yeah. Fucking right. we did. <laughs> yeah. Fucking right we did. So we got Aaron all the way through playoffs. Cannot wait to chat with him going into the bye week. Where's his headspace? Obviously, A.J. Hawk will be joining us in that same hour. Uh, I assume the conversation is going to be great. I wrote a lot of notes from the game on Sunday. And whenever I pull out this notepad uh, on my phone, the notes section, Aaron knows there's fucking problems coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Aaron knows there's problems coming when that note's coming. And I took a couple notes this week. I would like to talk about the long John. You know, mm-hmm. I talked about it last week. I mentioned it in a question to him. He did not address it. Is it the same one? How long has he been wearing that one? What is it a lucky long John that he wears? Because obviously the sleeves are different colors. So that's underneath the sleeves he always wears. And is that the secret potion of being great in the cold? Because he's like the greatest cold weather quarterback in history. Oh, yeah. Diggs, Atton Diggs, who has beaten COVID, mm-hmm. who is an unicorn. Your thoughts on this entire
3: thing? Well, I brought it up to Ty, like. Probably like the first week that it was cold, I was like I I texted Ty. I said, Is he wearing long johns? Like old school long johns? That's awesome. Then I looked closer and like you said, like it looks like this type of material on there, but there's waffle material in there somewhere. And yeah, I was amazed. By it, 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 a head. little bit of a
0: and by the way, whenever you're a kid growing up in a cold ton, yeah. when you put them long johns you on know, it's oh, oh, it's time. time. Yeah. we are going out there, it's cold as shit if the long johns are coming <laughs> out. Let's go and get after it. Can't wait to chat with him. Now at Dig, something that directly affects you. Some breaking news this uh-huh, morning uh-huh. came out of the lovely town of Cleveland, Mm -hmm. Ohio. Uh, There has been a COVID outbreak Mm -hmm. in the Cleveland Browns organization. By the way, one happened last week as well. Another one goes, and this one includes uh, an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Petonio. Petonio. Petonio has covered. By the way, we hope Petonio survives. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A wide receiver also got it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the most notable and most uh, severe one, I think, Head coach play caller, Kevin Stefanski, is now on the the uh, COVID-19 protocol. Uh, Sporting News tweets here against the Steelers. The Browns will be without their head coach, Uh, their offensive line coach, who was out last week, offensive line assistant coach, which was out last week, wide receiver coach, tight end coach, DB coach. The Browns also have six players on the reserve COVID-19 list and had two more players test positive today. This Browns team. Which made the playoffs for the dog pond Mm -hmm. for the first time in eighteen years. A team that took the hype that was around the Cleveland Brown team and actually put it to the football field to win themselves eleven games? They won eleven games? Oh yeah. Yeah. Eleven and five they won? Yep. Unbelievable. Make the playoffs. City of Cleveland, although 2020's been a tough year, this is something we can get behind. We've been miserable filling up that goddamn stadium, Uh watching terrible football teams in the middle of goddamn winter on Lake Erie, I believe, or Lake... Michigan, whichever one's over there. Maybe Superior, maybe Ontario, Mm -hmm. maybe Huron, but you fucking get it. It's one of the Great Lakes (laughs) up there, and it's right there. They those fans have been sitting and waiting to get to the playoffs. And they celebrated. Mm -hmm. And everybody went after them for celebrating making the playoffs because the Steelers team was banged up. They didn't think about the other 10 wins. They went after them for celebrating as far as the way to just make the playoffs, everybody said. They knew that potentially three different strains of COVID-19 were gonna run wild through the Browns organization. That could happen out of. That's what's happening right now. Cleveland Browns fans, dog pound. You make the playoffs finally. Mm-hmm. Once again, you're happy again. Now you're losing. You're losing a lot. Oh, yeah. It is, I'm happy you celebrated the playoff thing because this is going to be a tall task to win a game whenever your offensive coordinator, who's also your head coach, who potentially changed the entire culture, is odd. We had this experience with the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck's rookie year. We go on that, uh, you know, it was like a mythical run almost, I think. Chuck Pagano gets cancer. Bruce Arians is the interim head coach and the offensive coordinator. Uh, we we end up making the playoffs. Bruce Arians' offense that year, Andrew Luck broke a bunch of records. I forget how they were. And uh, we go to play Baltimore in the playoffs. Morning of the game, Bruce Arians has some medical – Something happened. I think it was his heart. I don't remember. It was something. Something medical happens. He gets rushed to the hospital morning of the game. We wake up. We don't know until we get to the stadium, basically, like, or, or morning breakfast. I forget what, at which time you ate. Uh, like, hey, Bruce Aaron's not coaching today. Somebody else. We lost our play caller day of the game. Now, they have a couple of days to prepare. Mm-hmm. But when you lose your play caller especially whenever you guys have been successful and found your identity. That's a massive ordeal. I don't know who's going to be calling plays. I think it's this other person who was Alex Van Pelt, Alex Van Pelt, who was allegedly going to call plays in a preseason, but never got the chance to because of the way the offseason was. I assume Stefanski wanted a chance to do it and just kind of get in the flow there. It's a big deal. A lot is going to fall on old Van Pelt's shoulders there for us. We were averaging 22.3 points. Uh, for the entire season. We only scored nine against Baltimore. Ooh. Now, Baltimore was an incredible defense, I'd assume, and everything like that, so who knows how we would have done. But it rattles you. It shakes you up. And what I'm saying to the Browns fans is, hell of a year. I'm happy you celebrated getting the playoffs. But I think it's going to be a very, very tall task to get in there, especially with, we don't know if there's going to be more positives tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know... Seems like you're going to have a skeleton of a team, and the Steelers will not give a single fuck about that. And this could be a bad bad weekend for the Browns, but you made the playoffs. Let's build on it for next
3: year. No, well, first off, T's and P's, I hope the the players and coaches are as strong as I was and uh, become a survivor.
0: Hell yeah. Of the disease.
2: Hell yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Cody.
0: Because COVID tried to get you. Tried to get me. Mm. Locked you up in a cave. Mm -hmm. Little they know is going to make you go 22 and 4 and gambling because you're locked up just studying lines and hunting winners all goddamn day. Made me stronger. COVID made you stronger. You're hoping everybody that gets it survives and becomes... A stronger human yes, being on the other yes, side. Yes, yes, okay, yes. But, I mean, if anything, this just,
3: this just evens the playing field. Joe Hayden's already out due to COVID. Now Batonio's out. One of their best players is out. They We have the worst player caller in the league. They lose their play caller. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah. even.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, Randy there I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
3: he did not deserve
0: a shot there. not at all. Definitely not. Uh, he was just kind of hanging out. I
3: mean, out. Alex Van Pelt is the offensive coordinator. So, like, he should be able to call plays for the Cleveland Browns, who's so basically just zone... Run right, zone run left to Chubb and Hunt, and then play action with Baker. How's that going to be fucking hard?
0: Yeah. By the way, football you just described mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. All right, for basically everybody. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, I guess you, you left out shotgun there, and you know Baker does a lot of naked oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. his yep. right, which by the way was mocked and ridiculed last year. This year, Stefanski has been able to work it in to be successful. It is just that's hilarious that you take a shot at Randy Fickner like that because well, even even's play Phil. Well, I, I can understand. Stefanski has done an incredible job. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah. And uh it's a shame that this is gonna happen, but twenty twenty. We said first couple months of twenty twenty one might look a little bit like twenty twenty. True. In Cleveland, this is the most twenty twenty move that could potentially happen, and we're only five days into goddamn twenty twenty one.
3: I also just want to shout out USPS for uh, delivering that package I sent to the Browns organization this Bad week. Guy. Yeah. Oh, can't oh, joke, can't joke about it.
0: Can't joke about that, Diggs. Okay? Good God. You know why? Why? Because <laughs> although you survived, yeah. There is a percentage of people who have it.
3: Oh, yeah. The denominator.
0: Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at Boston Corner, oh. somebody have passed this conversation. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> We're
2: we talking denominators? No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Fair there enough. There
0: is. Listen. Listen. T's and P's, everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Health as well.
0: There is drama everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, there is literally drama everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, the Patriots have their own decisions they're going to have to make in the offseason. Who are they going to hire? Who are they not going to hire? They have a lot of draft picks. Are they going to move up, potentially get a quarterback? Mm -hmm. He said uh, Bill Belichick was quoted as saying something about we've gone all in or something the last six years. Who knows what we'll do this year? I'm excited to see what he does. But around the NFL, there's a lot of drama right now. Oh, yeah. COVID in Cleveland, obviously going to Mm -hmm. steal the headlines Mm -hmm. here because that's supposed to be Sunday Night Football, by the way. There's a potential conversation about are they going to move the game? No. Oh, Can't will do they it. move a playoff game. Whoa. Said they, won't do it. they said they wouldn't do it. They did it in the regular season. Will they do it for the Sunday night football? Maybe they'll may. I wonder if they'll flip those mm, games okay. potentially. You know what I mean? Give us an Eagles Washington football team on Sunday night. Please yes. <laughs> give us one of those. No, all games are good. So that'll happen. But you're talking about Shod con. Mm -hmm. Has complete control of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Plans on keeping it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. That's drama. That's its own conversation. That's like if I was a sports head, I'd be like, "Uh, Jerry Jones has run the Dallas Cowboys with a very hands-on approach, and now Shad Khan is committing to do the same thing. And can you blame him? That's real. Okay. That that's could you blame him? If I bought an NFL team, just like Jerry, you never see me going to Jerry Jones. By the way, no way. Because if I owned a team, it'd be hard for me not to be like. Yeah, I don't want to fucking do it that way. I, I want to do it this way. And then everybody's like, well, you're the problem. It's like, I fucking pay everybody. Well, you're yeah. fired. Am I the problem? <laughs> well, John, Who's the problem
3: here, Bob? Shad's also known as one of the best talent
0: evaluators in the game. That's right. That is something they do say about Shad Khan. Mm-hmm. They say, if that guy gets to the combine, look out. <laughs> yeah. He knows it. He knows it's going yes, on. Yes, he does. But it'd be hard not to. Yeah. You know, yeah figure on but that's point. drama. Yeah. That's drama. John Elway. Oh, geez. Gets fired from GM job, but in a press release says, actually got a promotion to a higher job Mm -hmm. in the building. More important
1: important job. No Mm -hmm.
0: longer general manager, being promoted to another job a little bit higher, okay? Mm -hmm. He's going to be above the GM, so somebody else can do this stupid GM job. Mm -hmm. Drama. Drama, drama. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth is allegedly in shit with the NFL Mm -hmm. for talking about the tanking happening on the field. I would assume they're not thrilled with the way Al Michaels was going. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you what, and if I don't think you have a case against Chris and Al, because Al and Chris are just supposed to go ahead and set the environment for a game that is being watched. I don't know what you want them to do. You want them to go out there and completely lie. But I do believe... Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels talking about what was happening in the fashion that they were, potentially shut a tone a little bit for how everybody else viewed it. Mm-hmm. But they were just calling it how they see it, which you can't blame them exactly. for And I like Alan Chris. Some people don't and to each their own a lot of people feel that every single commentator that hates their team or is mean to their team so it's not really a, a win-win but i like that team oh yeah mm-hmm. i think they, now granted we don't like that old Tarico stuck on the sidelines because that team's so goddamn good in right. the NFL. but i like the way that team goes and uh i'll be excited to see what the nfl says to chris and what's chris gonna come out is he gonna have to apologize for it is chris gonna have to lead off a game saying hey no matter what i see here, here here's a guy in the booth that no matter what i see today i'm gonna lie about like what, what mm-hmm. do you how does that even what do you want him to drama
2: if he's apologizing doug better
0: apologize well doug who peterson No, no, he's not apologizing for nothing, actually. He's fighting his players. There's drama. There it is. There's more drama. There it is. Then you got Jason Garrett potentially about to be a head coach in L.A. (laughs) Come on. I mean, right now, we're going into the playoffs, Super Wild Card Weekend, six games, and it's hard not to talk about all the awesome shit happening outside of the NFL right Mm -hmm. now. And by awesome, I mean like reality TV type shit. Connor, in your eyes, what is the most intriguing story outside of Super Wild Card Weekend this weekend that you think we should be paying attention to to see how it all unfolds? Well,
2: Pat, you touched on you know John Elway and obviously there's other stuff going on in the Broncos building right now. But if I had to pick one thing, it's got to be Fletcher Cox and some of those guys on the defense trying to smack (laughs) Doug Peterson in the mouth during the game. I mean, I believe Jason Kelsey actually went up to him and was like, Doug, hey, what the hell are we doing here? We're down by three points. Can we keep Jalen in? And he's like, hey. Hey, Jason, why don't you shut your mouth, all right? I'm hey. the head coach of this team. Hey, you've already done enough with that little fucking uh, compete speech. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Since Sunfeld's time, let's get him in the game, see what we got with him. I mean, it's wild. It's awesome that we made it to the playoffs, but the drama in the NFL, it feels like the NBA almost. You know, you're more interested in it.
0: Yeah, it does. Feels like the MLB, feels like the <laughs> yeah. NBA. Who's leaking the information? Oh. is my big thing. Who is telling people that the players, had, two players had to be held back from fighting Doug Peterson? <laughs> yeah. Who is telling them that Jason Kelsey went up and his actual conversation was, what are we doing? And Doug said, get the fuck out of here, basically. Who's, who's leaking this information? Because if that information is coming from said players that did that, yep. that means said players are trying to get the hell out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting situation because there's some good ball players that are being talked about there. Oh yeah, But I do believe at this time, We are watching and currently in the middle of the transition of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl team Mm -hmm. into the team that's going to follow the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl team. (laughs) I think that Super Bowl team is potentially just going to go ahead and get, you know, Oh, yeah. Washed out and they're mm-hmm. going to rebuild that thing. And it sounds like uh, Peterson's there to stay. It feels like a lot of these players are probably going to get moved if I had to
2: guess. Yeah, Peterson being there to stay is awesome because that means, you know, at least one team in the NFC East will be garbage for the next five years. But whoa, 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 there's whoa, one whoa, guy. Whoa, well, I mean, he's putting in Nate Sudfeld, guys. Come on, Zach. That's what so they he can hell keep a number is?
0: six overall pick.
2: Yeah, true. They should just hire Scott Van Pelt or whoever the hell that guy's name is who's play, play calling for the Browns this weekend. But the one Adam. guy. Adam Van Pelt. Alex. Alex Van Pelt. Sorry about that. The one guy on the sidelines for the Eagles who, you know, he didn't have pads on. He had an earpiece in who might be telling the media about this is, you know, Carl, Wentz. No, Carson. Look, no, Wentz no. On- <laughs> Carl <laughs> Wentz wants out of town. He's letting everybody know, look, everybody hates Doug Peterson on this sideline. But hey, credit to Doug and Howie for just saying, yeah, that's what we did and that's what we're going to continue to do. I think it's, you know, the interesting
0: thing about it is whenever he made the Nate Sudfeld move. Yeah. I was, I love the Giants reaction. Oh, yeah love joe judge's reaction Mm -hmm. joe judge uses it as an opportunity to put himself over okay which i love just want to let our fans know that we're very pissed off on Sunday night. You would never see that out of a Joe Judge team. Mm. Oh. Such a good promo, okay? Good way to put yourself over with your fans. Endear yourself to Giants fans. I love that he took advantage of that situation. But whenever it came to Philadelphia Eagles, I knew that this would not be a story in three days from now because, A, the playoffs are coming around, and now we're going to talk about draft talk, who they're going to get at the number six pick, and then the conversation will be like, well, if they didn't have that pick, that 11 where they would have been, this person wouldn't have been available. It was all going to kind of you know get talked about but I think in a more positive light, like, yeah, you know, he was hated for at the beginning, but remember this is going on. But now that we got drama coming from the sidelines play cause it had to be players that are leaking that information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and I'm not saying it's those players. It could have been other players that were on the team talking about what they saw on the sideline. Cause there's nobody in a goddamn stadium. Right. So nope, I, right. I mean, somebody had to be leaking that information. And that's what I always enjoy finding out. Like, who do you think leaked this and why did they leak it? Okay. So they leaked that information with an objective What was the objective? Well, we want to let a Philadelphia Eagles fans know that the players weren't happy about this either. Could have been the angle. Mm -hmm. We want to bury Doug Peterson. Could have been the angle. And whatever it is, that's what we should try to figure out. Who leaked it and why. And then let's watch it all unfold in the next couple months. But the reality TV of it is incredible. That Ty Schmidt, there ain't no reality TV in Green Bay. That team's playing football good. It's happy days, my friend over there.
1: It is, it is. And, you know, I... (laughs) The last time the Packers got a uh, a bye, they did get beat when they went 15 1 against the Giants. So I am oh, a little no. bit, you know, who, I can't remember who mentioned Uh-oh. it yesterday. Oh, D-Bub no. maybe did about the bye, but like you said, you, you said it too, you know. I mean, that's not going to affect Rodgers at all. So we'll see how the rest of the team responds. I'm very, very uh, intrigued to see how his attitude is today. I think he is probably going to be feeling good, you know, feeling great going into the bye week. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm very, I mean, we got clear skies ahead. I'm okay right
0: now. Don't get COVID. It, look, look what we're watching unfold here in Cleveland.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Okay, Cleveland Bryant's First time eighteen years make the playoffs. <laughs> oh. Roll teams up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like whenever, whenever Aaron was asked after the game on Sunday, "Do you have anything said to your teammates or anything like that?" He said, "Don't get fucking COVID." Mm-hmm. That is really. Ten day minimum sentence right now. Mm-hmm. If you get COVID, it's a ten day sentence. The NFL has put on you. You're out. See you later. Don't even think about beating it like Saban in twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. I don't care if this was uh, uh, just a false couple positives here. Yeah, maybe you did get one false positive, two false positives back to back days. If you test negative, it doesn't matter. Ten days. You are out if you get COVID. Now, granted, obviously you have to have another false positive or another positive. I get it, but let's just say they get two false. But what if? I mean, you could start the conspiracy fodder right now. Uh, I'm not going to. Patriots are out of the playoffs. Yep. So that's conspiracy fodder. Won't happen. But if do if the Patriots were in and they're playing a team that tests oh, positive, yeah. there would be a lot of like, uh, "Who's Bill?" No. Oh, he grew up in the Navy, huh? Who's running the? Uh, that's what would be the entire question. But what I'm saying is, it, it's a 10-day sentence right now. If your team gets it, if somebody on your team of importance, which like offensive guard here mm-hmm. and play caller, uh, which is a big deal. You're potentially fucked. Yeah,
1: it's death wish.
0: All these, all these weeks, Mm -hmm. okay, of locking down, getting tested every morning, sitting uh, behind plexiglass at meetings and doing all this. All this season, the miraculous wins, the last second finishes, the oh my god, the out grit, everything you've done to get to the playoffs, which is what that whole season. The whole season is just to get a spot in the dance. You get to the dance, all of a sudden. One nine runs through the town, mm. and all of a sudden you're fucking dead. Well, I mean, that is a wild thing to think especially about,
3: especially for a team that's the only team in the playoffs with a negative point differential. I mean, it's tough for it to happen to <laughs> your team. Oh.
0: Thanks, if you lose to this team, Uh-oh. oh I know, oh, oh, negative God. point uh, know. differential. <laughs> that's what battling I, COVID. I would rather
3: than, I would much rather them be full strength because if if the Steelers lose to them now, it's not going to be good for me.
0: Well, you know, you said yesterday Mason Rudolph threw for 300 against that team. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a corner. Is he going to be in this? Is, oh, Denzel Ward? Is he playing this weekend? I don't know. The 10-day sentence, though, is something that could just completely wreck everybody's playoff hopes. Oh, yeah. Everybody's playoff hopes. And you can't keep it up. You get a delivery. It could show up. Yeah. It's, it's a roll of the dice, my friends. It's a roll of the dice.
1: I mean, have they said, too, with, like, the contact tracing, like, let's say it does get into, like, a receiver room or something like that, and one guy does pop, like – do the rest of those guys have to go in the same kind of protocols? Like, are they still you know? Is out, contact
0: like, tracing ten days as well? That's what I don't no. know.
1: Is seven days? So, Belisario
3: I mean, just tweeted: Brown's contact tracing continues. Five positive COVID tests today came before people entered the facility. So, anyone designated as high risk close contacts based on exposure Monday would be eligible to play or coach on Sunday as long as they keep testing negative. Who?
0: Hey, 1-9 has complicated the world.
2: Yeah. Browns are fucked. False positives. It does seem like <laughs> yeah. the dog
0: pound's fucked. Today, not only is it Aaron Rodgers too. No, we'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll do a celebration for the dog pound. Okay, nice. At Absolutely. some point. Mm-hmm. A lot of barking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll go to the dog house real quick.
2: Ooh.
0: I don't understand exactly when we started keeping track of the years, Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting into that conversation, (laughs) but I do know the conversation we're about to have is going to be one that's riveting, and also very, very inspiring, and also high intellect-having. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, college football champion and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. A.J. Hawk! What's up, Mr. Hawk? What's up, guys? We don't have Aaron yet. Uh, I think we're calling him right now. We weren't able to get to break a little bit ago. I mean, today has been a wild day, uh, but we are so thankful to have you on, AJ.
4: It's good to be here. I, I think uh, I don't know what's going on. Is, is there? Was it a full moon last night? Does Connor have any? uh oh, okay. I guess he has some opinions uh, so on what. AJ, going thank you for
0: that. Thank yeah. you for Heads asking. Heads down tomorrow. Okay. Oh, okay. Heads down. Heads down. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a man. Who had 19 completions this past weekend, four of them being touchdown, could have been five very easily. The 2020 NFL MVP, the team he plays for, has a bye week this weekend because they were number one in the NFC. Ladies and gentlemen, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. hey AJ's back yeah Ty's
5: back we got the whole family back hey wait till
0: you see what Ty's hey look at what Ty's wearing huh ready to go pal ready to go out there standard (laughs) now Aaron you do know that you just got six cents for that purchase of that jersey from Ty Schmidt so congrats to you on getting uh, a little bit of a payday on that jersey (laughs) Mr. Aaron Rodgers
5: Hey, thanks, Tyson. Thanks so
0: much. It's always nice to get a, uh, I get a check from the NFL for $13.57 and they're like, you sold 200 jerseys. I'm like, thank you so much. (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, Aaron, congratulations on the number one seed in the bye week this weekend. I believe congratulations are in store. What does this mean to you this year? Longer year, obviously. How will you be spending this bye week and uh, how pumped are you for it for the entire team? Not just yourself.
5: Yeah, I'm in Tahiti right now, so (laughs) it's been a good couple days. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be probably here the entire time, every second. Will Uh,
0: Will you watch the games? Will you watch every game?
5: No, I don't think so
0: see now that would be something people be intrigued by because the thought would be well shouldn't he be watching the mm-hmm. team that he's potentially going to play that's what people will say and to do that you have to watch every single game basically at this point
5: well I'm going to see all the film anyway on our opponents so there's not I don't think there's a whole lot to do there I mean I might I might watch it from a fan standpoint for a little bit but I'm going to be seeing all the film of our opponents so it's I don't know we'll see. I, so might, what- I might check out a
4: couple of them there's six games I mean that's
0: that's super wild super. card weekend, Aaron. Yeah. 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 Super wild. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you going to be doing then? You, you claim you're not going to be watching these games. Like Then what goes on? You just roam the house just aimlessly trying to find something to do? Great question. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> just walk around in a scotch-induced stupor. <laughs> <laughs> 72 hours? <laughs> uh, age, I told you, man. I got other things going on. Other interests. You know, there's good times for naps and for reading and making snowmen we still got snow out here you know what I mean there's a lot of, snow women as well there's there's a lot of a lot of fun to be had
0: very smart of you there you're about to get attacked potentially by the pro snow woman community for getting bashed all of these years so you you literally will just it, You'll do not like I, I'm so because you told us last time you went camping on your property and I believed it, by the way, as soon as you said, it, I was like, of course he did. Like you, you will literally just, you have like a series. Maybe you'll watch this weekend. Will there be maybe time for Ted Lasso this weekend, maybe get you in a good mood going into the playoffs with Ted Lasso and inspired something like that. This could be a Ted Lasso weekend for
5: sure. Or I could head down to my fairly new gym put together by the good people at power. <laughs>
4: okay.
5: I get zero money from them. This is a free ad ad for them. They send me a hell of a rack and enough weight to put to get four plates on each side of the uh, the old squat rack. So that's where I'm going to be. I'm just going to be just pushing a ton of weight. Maybe maybe taking a page out of AJ's playbook and getting on the on the Versa Like 5.30 in the morning, doing a lot of one-legged squats and weird, you know, hip-up things that he likes to do. Jesus. Let me get that workout, Ace. Send it over (laughs) to you. I'll
4: I'll fax it to you. With Powerlift, what happened? Did they hear you, whoever, someone wrote that story that you're really focusing on your legs this year. That's why you're having such a, a great year. And then they just send you a squat rack. And what did
0: the handwritten letter that came with the rack say?
5: First of all, I paid for it. Second of all, I went through Bloke, you know, Bloke helped me look into some uh, some companies that could help me out. I got Power Lift to give me a rack. I got Iron Grips to grab me some iron as uh, how would you say iron? How do you say iron in Pittsburgh? Iron.
0: iron. yeah. I-O-R-N.
5: Yeah, for sure. Iron. Oh, yeah. yeah, Iron. Yeah, like Iron City. Uh, great beer, I've heard. I've actually uh, enjoyed a couple of them uh, from time to time. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Iron City. And uh, But Iron Grips uh, gave me some dumbbells, so... Big thanks to both of those companies. Yeah, right. Again, we they gave, I mean, I paid for them.
0: Yeah, but they created the product, though, for you to buy, which is very nice of them. That's, yeah. yeah, Very nice of you, Woo. by the way, too, to support them. And shout out to PowerLift, by the way. We've been getting squats in here at the office. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I'd say we need, I don't know what, two to 3,000 pounds worth of weights in this office. At least. If, shout out to PowerLift, dude, by the way. Big fans over here. If they want to, you do got it. a you got a rack in there. Oh yeah, we do have a rack in here actually.
5: Nice. You kind of
0: make it into like what Rogan's got in his uh, his studio. So you know, Fantasy Factory, right? If you were of my age, I don't. Were you Were you in the the Dare sensation, or were you before that, or after that? Robin Big. Yeah, yeah, Robin Big and Fantasy Factory yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I watched that, obviously. And shout out to you for watching that. It makes sense that you did. A great show. And rest in peace to Big, by the way. I got mm-hmm. to party with him one night. Great time. Old Big is a great time. But the Fantasy Factory is kind of what is kind of happening here. Not as nice, okay, and our weather isn't always good because it's not Southern California. But, yeah, we got a gym, got a basketball court. Obviously, you'll see all these things when you come. You can, mm-hmm. We got a football, uh, like, circus basically out here. Look, kind of looks like the Pro Bowl quarterback challenge out oh, here. Yeah. We got all these things in here. Just trying to have a good time, Aaron.
5: That's amazing. We should and in an AJ's house. AJ, you want to take us on a little tour real quick? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, nah, I can't do that, buddy. But yeah, you, you know, you've you've uh, you've attempted to work out in my basement before. You came down and watched me for a little bit one time.
5: What happened? Yeah, I don't do a lot of working out there. I, it's too much too much fun to be had. You know what I mean? Why, why get up at Why get up at five fifteen in the morning and get on the bursa for twenty two minutes <laughs> when you can sleep in until eight and have a little, you know. Latte waiting for you. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And better better just wanting to hang out and watch wrestling videos, you know? It's a pretty good start to the day. Hey,
0: by the way, I heard that that's what you do with AJ's kids whenever you're over there. Uh, You you might be the perfect house guest. Uh, That sounds like a... a Okay, not only, by the way, kids, are going to have old Uncle Aaron over, who's going to win his third MVP, but while your dad's down there getting his jawline right, okay? (laughs) All morning, old Uncle Aaron's going to be watching YouTube WWF videos, wwe videos you're like the perfect house guest over there from what i've been told
5: uh, well i definitely try and add to the group you know not take away not do my own thing you know hang in the basement smoke cigars by myself not trying to be a part of the group and and uh and hang out with the, you know the people who are housing me uh
0: Aaron, how does the going into this season with no training camp Okay, You said that your elbow didn't have pain for the first time in like 10 years. I forget the exact – 10 years or 15 years or something like that you said. How does the body feel at the end of this season right now? You're playing better than ever. Uh, how does the body feel as compared to other years in the past?
5: Yeah, I mean, it feels great. <laughs> I haven't been on the injury report all season, which got to be the first in a while. Like not even you know – didn't miss a day of practice all season. So if that says anything – Says I probably still got, you know, a few more years left in the old uh, old body.
0: Um, Hey, Fred called you old. Fred Warner called you old earlier today. Compared to him, I am. (laughs)
4: True. Very
0: true. Very true.
5: I saw you had Fred on. He's a good guy.
0: He said you gave him a thumbs up and he didn't know how to react, whether to be like, like, upset, or like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is telling me I'm good. I assume they went the second way, but I bet. Does that happen much with you talking to young guys? Because they probably are all fans of yours growing up.
5: Yeah, you know, I've known Fred uh, since he was a, a pre drafted rookie. Uh... Got the normal little bit. He's we got the same agent, and uh, I was a fan of his from the start. That's really
0: the money cool. team. He's a part of the money team with Ed. Let's go! Oh, hey, he's, oh, a-
5: he's on the he's on the contract side. He's on A one. i I love Ed. By the way. Easy, slow your roll. I'm bro. sorry. I love that Ed
0: made the magic happen. That's on me. <laughs> sorry,
5: but that class was like Fred was in that class. Uh, Andrews, a tight end from Baltimore derwin james there was some pretty talented guys in that class and i remember telling some people around here i said hey any of these guys would fit pretty good on our team <laughs> and obviously i think what derwin got picked in the first round early so we didn't really have a chance for him mark got picked i believe in second or third round and fred went what fourth or fifth round third fred was third round
0: Yeah, I just learned that today. I didn't know either going into the interview. That's probably something I should know, and I didn't know, so I just asked him outright. And he's too young to be offended by that question, so I'm thankful for it.
5: Yeah, it's a steal in the third round.
0: Agreed. But a lot of the younger guys probably grew up fans of yours because you hear whenever you make quotes on this show and you flex a little bit and it's hilarious, obviously, and the the context is joking. But then when it gets quoted around like Bleacher Report or ESPN and they just take your quote of what you said and put it up, the posts are all from other athletes that are just like goat, goat, goat. A lot of younger guys that are like, that's the guy. Do you have those moments with those younger guys that? Like, it feels as almost they were fans of yours growing up, and now they're, like, competing against you, and it's like those conversations that happen on the field?
5: Oh, for sure. That happens all the time. But, they'll, you know, TV timeouts, guy come over and say, hey, you're my favorite quarterback growing up. <laughs> you know, the, uh, one guy said it to Devontae this year. He said, uh, yeah, you're my, you're my favorite, uh, favorite receiver in the league. And he's like, I'm not that old. <laughs> I said, you're getting up there a little bit, buddy. Just get used to it. That's what, I, you know, when I used to go out for pre pregame game warm-ups with no pads on, that would be a lot of the conversation. It would be, you know, young guys would come over, and you wouldn't get a whole lot actually done throwing or anything uh, just because you're, you know, seeing young guys and guys you know, and it's kind of a revolving kind of meet and greet. So I, that's why I stay inside now until the pregame game warm-ups.
0: That's smart. Nobody came and talked to me out there, so I loved it. It's not about
5: that. It's just like the only reason to go out is to throw, you know, like get a little warm. And I just – I never really felt like I needed a whole lot. It was more because I popped my calf a couple of times and I wanted to make sure my legs are warm. And I was just kind of getting superstitious about, you know, getting 20 throws in with Jordy before the game and get my calves warmed up and
4: my hamstrings warmed up. And
5: now I'm just kind of kind of over that mindset and I don't need
4: it. How do you learn that routine? Like when you come in as a quarterback in the NFL – do you have to sit there and just do what your coaches tell you? Or, or like say there's a starter and you're a backup. you got to do what he does and follow him?
5: No, not necessarily. I mean, Brett never really liked to go out either. Um, I don't think he ever really went out in those three years. For me, it was just kind of, all right, what did I do in college? In college, you went out with your leg pads on and you warmed up and you ran around. You threw some passes. So that's what I started doing. And then when it gets cold, then that's that crisis of, of consciousness you're like, do I really want to go out right now because <laughs> it's like 20 degrees, I don't have pads on yet, or I don't want to stay inside. And you know, I think your routine, you have to watch the older guys, but at the same time, it has to be something that's comfortable for you.
0: I used to go out because I wanted to feel the wind, you know, early. I was, I was superstitious about it. Need to see 10 turn over before I put the pads on. A little mentally weak of me now that I think about it. <laughs>
5: You need to see ten punts turnover.
0: Yeah, I need to see ten turnover, I and mean, they need to go too. And I'm going in there. It's like, all right, we're gonna have a good day.
5: Uh, going in there.
0: Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll tell you, it took us like twenty five, thirty balls to get those ten good ones, and we went into the locker room shook. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there were some conversations on whether or not. Uh, can I get to your throwing motion? Yeah, you seem to like throw like a dart. Do you, is that? Do you agree with the way you throw? You like have you? Always turn us, for instance, talk to Josh Allen earlier in the year. Josh Allen had this science thing connected to his body that basically told him what was firing when, like a golf simulator. Basically, it was like a golf simulator. And it turns out his hands were in front of his hips, so it was a little bit off. And he got his hips more in tune with his body and everything like that. He changed his throwing motion. And you've been able to see that, obviously, on the field. You're just notoriously known as this guy who's just a great ball thrower, like the greatest thrower of a pigskin of all time. Did you ever go through all those things? Or when did you find – do you ever change it? Are you changing it? Or is it has it been the same ever since, like, high school, basically?
5: Well, I went through some different uh, mechanical – adjustments from heist from really junior college to Cal and back to the league. It, when I went from Juco to Cal, Coach Tetra wanted the ball up on the shelf. i sure you guys can find a picture of uh, that quickly with that ball way up by my ear. Um, and then naturally the next, you know, once I got uh, drafted after two years, I was like, man, I want it to be a little more comfortable kind of back down where I held it uh, at junior college and in high school. So I just naturally kind of moved it down and, Since then, it's just about muscle memory, remembering how to throw kind of each type of throws and watching Brad and different fundamentals and trying to figure out why he was doing certain things and then little drills that you can do to work on your balance and your hitch and your weight distribution and your rhythm and your timing and all that. But it just comes down to remembering the throws and uh, and then the kind of locking those away and being able to access those in the moment uh, to be accurate.
4: How much can you change as a quarterback? Remember back in when Tebow was coming out of college, I believe they're like, "Oh, they're gonna." He's working on this guru. He's gonna change his throwing motion. I'm not saying Tebow, like specifically, but can you change your I throwing know. motion?
5: It's tough. It's it's really tough. It's, it, um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about it takes you know ten thousand times doing something to become an expert of it. Ten thousand throws is a lot of throws. Um, and I think if you've banked say fifty to a hundred thousand throws doing it a certain way, ten thousand isn't going to be enough to change it. It's going to be. I mean, I just I don't really know how unless you can fit yourself up, up on some sort of special harness or machine to get you in a certain way. It's just I think it's it's hard to kind of break uh, ingrained muscle memory. That's why I always tell the young quarterbacks and Tom Clements used to harp on this as a young player for me, but exaggerating fundamentals in the drill work is the only way anything can carry over to the active live uh, situations because you have to overdo it in order for something to click in when you're in those live drills to be able to change things so for me it was it was exaggerating maybe my hitch to make sure i'm really using my legs at the back end of my drop or exaggerating the movement in the pocket where i'm not just slightly getting off the midline i am jumping off the midline right jumping left to learn how to Incorporate the subtlest of movements into your into the pocket of your of your game. Um, so that's one thing that's really helped me. I think over the years was that guidance of exaggerating all the little things in order for something to kind of click in when when the live bullets flow. Because when you when you're out there and just playing, you're going to revert back to your normal muscle memory. And unless you've exaggerated that and tested that time and time again, you know, just throwing a certain way over time is not really going to change. You ha- it has to be exaggerated. Uh, for there to be meaningful change
0: do you practice you said you haven't missed a practice do you throw every day too is there are you on a pitch count at this point or are you doing all drills everything
5: i actually didn't think i needed to be on a pitch count this year based on the change in schedule you know we ramped everything up i said on the show early but you know we had those 10 days or whatever where it was really a slow acclimation period to training camp i didn't have any arm trouble and i didn't need to be on a pitch count the entire year which has been really nice
0: did you change anything in your body, like dieting or anything like that? Or is this just strictly, you think, with the way you've approached it from, you know, the powerlifting with the squats on your back and the uh, no OTAs and, and the forced throwing. Has there been any other changes you've made? Powerlifting, yeah. Shout out. Shout out, dude. Just, just lift.
5: <laughs> no, I think and the, the great people of Wisconsin don't like hearing this a lot, but I say it because the truth, uh, you know, cutting gluten and – Probably most importantly for me and my own blood type, dairy out of my diet has really made a difference in my body. It's, it's just changed the way my joints respond. Um, it's changed the way my skin and body responds. I don't feel bloated all the time. I don't feel uh, kind of slow and foggy. Um, and There were things that I tried to use as control factors over the years to figure out what exactly were the few things that uh, affected my body the most. And cutting out gluten and dairy has been a big part of I think uh having less inflammation in my body, less inflammation, you know, you're gonna be healthier and I just haven't had the joint issues that I've had in years past. Now I haven't taken as many shots as well. I've only, you know, sacked twenty times this year, which was a low for uh for me for my career, which I'm very thankful for. But the diet part has been uh, has been a big part of it, too. Did
0: you have to give blood for that? That's what that one where you have to give blood and then they give you a whole diagnosis and they're like, well, you your body reacts great to wheats and uh, to the hay and to the meats. But I'll tell you what, dairy this is going to be tough in Wisconsin. Dairy is a problem. Is that how that whole thing played out? And how long ago did that happen for you?
5: Yeah, that was about verbatim how it happened. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought so. I
5: thought so. Uh, no, I haven't actually done the official blood test yet. I just have done. Um, different types of diets over the years and, and figuring out what those control variables are and for me when I would cut out dairy for long periods of time I felt way better when I would cut out gluten I felt uh, way more energetic and less sluggish Man, I think it's something that a lot of people should uh, should look into, yourself included, as you're drinking that uh, beer.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Green tea with Splenda, by the way, so there's no carbs. Now, I will talk about the two pizzas I had here. Yeah. <gasps>
5: but you are right. Anytime I get in my... You a couple pies, huh? Where the deep dish... Uh- thin crust they were new york
0: style it was new york style pepperoni pepperoni sausage i don't fucks with the sausage and pepperoni i'm just the pepperoni but a little bit lack of cheese which would have done you numbers but for me it treats me the same way i just can't power through how good it tastes i just continue to do it every time i'm on keto and i'm thin i have the most energy my body feels the best and then all of a sudden i smell that pizza and i'm like all right you know what i'm gonna feel like shit for the next week and i just go for it so good for you good for you man
5: Yeah, man, I I respect you as well. You know, you gotta everything in moderation.
0: Ah, See, that's been my problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? That has been my problem over the years. AJ, what do you got? Oh, so
4: Aaron, congrats. It sounds like you're one step ahead of the testers there, so congrats on your 16th, 17th year doing that. But also, (laughs) Alex Van Pelt is calling plays now for the Cleveland Browns this week. He was on the staff in Green Bay, your quarterback coach. I know you had a good relationship. How do you think he's going to do?
5: I love Al. Al's going to do great. Uh, he's such a great football mind. He grew up in the, uh, you know, in the West Coast system, and he was around some great uh, teams as well. And in Buffalo, you know, part of that K Gun offense they were running, where it was no huddle. It was, uh, you know, and they had an incredible run game along with the no huddle. A lot of the run and shoots at the time were really, really heavy pass. If you think about Atlanta and Houston, uh, the Oilers during that time, you know, playing. The entire game in three and four wide receivers just was different. Um, but in Buffalo, they were able to still run the ball really well with Thurman. And he brought a lot of that uh, run game knowledge uh, right away to our offense in Green Bay. And then just his steady hand. You know, he's he's a very calm guy on game day. He always understood that less is more on game day and just was never one to get you know riled up or lose his cool – He's just a really even-keeled guy. A lot of fun to be around. Uh, Great coach. uh, Great in the locker room. Um, You know, I think, uh, you know, he's... This is what he should be doing, being an offensive coordinator. And hopefully uh, he gets some opportunities moving forward.
0: You talked to... uh, I don't don't know who you were interviewing with after the game. You had your headset on. Then when you tried to take it off, the wire got stuck to your shoulder pad. You played it off super cool, and then he walked off. Uh, But I heard some of the things you said in that thing, uh, you did play super cool. You, uh, at the end, you were told, uh, basically, what are you saying to your team or something going in this bye week? And I don't know if you said, don't get fucking COVID, or I just put that in, uh, like (laughs) I, I, I entered that myself, don't get COVID. By the way, if you said, don't get fucking COVID on that interview post game on national television, you're my MVP forever. Not that you're not already, but if you said, don't get COVID, that is maybe the most crucial part of this playoff run, We were talking about this with the Browns. The Browns head coach is out for 10 days because he tested positive. It's a 10-day sentence if you test positive right now automatically. No, that is going to be a massive key of this entire playoff because you can miss two games potentially in a 10-day. I mean, it's it's a big deal, and Cleveland's dealing with it right now. Are you guys just locked down? That You have to be just locked down, huh?
5: We're totally locked down. We're not going downtown. You know, it's just... Just uh, trying to hang out and stay out, of, uh, stay out of the COVID list. No, look, I mean, nothing's really changed. I, I'm, I'm interested in, in how it happened in Cleveland because really nothing's changed from our daily routine. I mean, uh, you're still, you know, obviously going to work and practice and grocery store and whatever it might be, gas station, you know, doing the normal things you do every single week. I just wonder how something like that happens. Um, it's too bad, and I said it kind of tongue in cheek uh, after the game. It wasn't like some, you know, weird uh, tyrannical oh. comment.
0: Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be like a speech. Listen up, boys. Okay, we got a bye week. Let's handle this. Okay, let's not get COVID. Team on three, one, <laughs> two, three. Team. That's what I thought. It was like a, you know what I mean, like an actual speech. I was hoping.
5: Uh, no, it wasn't. But uh, but thanks thanks for the uh, yeah the. Idea there. I might uh, spring that on us uh, tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Zoom call. Real heartfelt. Yeah. Like, maybe like a patent speech, but say COVID like 32 times.
0: Well, there's three strands of it, so make sure you hit all of them. Yeah. (laughs) There is. There's three strands found by the geo-gnome testing that the NFL does in the Cleveland Browns organization. COVID-19, 19A, 19B, all hanging out in Cleveland right now. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go to my notes section, all right? I'm going to go to my notes section. Every week. You
5: you watched the game? I know Ty did, but you actually watched the game uh, Sunday? Man.
0: Man. I love Ty's got a great question for you. He's, Ty, let's go to it. Go ahead. What do you want to know from uh, the man, the legend, Aaron
1: Rodgers? Well, I was just – Aaron, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Given the guys from Iowa, who are, the state of Iowa, who are undrafted and how well they've played, what is it about those guys? And do you think there's <laughs> any way – a fat, out of shape guy like me could maybe sneak onto the practice squad next year. Line up in the slot, maybe catch a tutter from you at some point.
0: also maybe this year, get him a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, Ooh, get
1: him on the practice squad. Please, owners them...
5: don't
3: get a ring.
0: It's gonna be tough with the backers. Think, on.
5: Yeah, we can figure something out for sure. You awesome. know, it's it's those guys like Brian Balaga, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Oh. Those guys like you see the mentality that they have. You know, whether you're playing at Iowa, Iowa State or Indiana State or any small school in the Midwest there's a there's a different type of mentality you know what I mean and uh, we seem to attract some of those guys I'm not calling you know Iowa State or Iowa a small school but there's some you know there's some small schools that we've uh, acquired some players from in the Midwest uh, you know guys who've had nice careers for us I am really happy for Daphne
4: mm-hmm.
5: hey uh, <laughs> nobody knew who he was a few weeks ago
0: also, do you know, earlier in the year, you you made fun of the number 49, which everybody in the NFL knows, like if somebody has the number 49, or, or I forget what number you said, but you said an obscure number. And here we are, last game of the season, you're throwing a touchdown to that number, Daphne. And then, by the way, your celebration with him seems so genuine. I was like, boy, like you were so genuinely happy for him. That was a cool moment with old Daphne.
5: It was, yeah, it was really cool. You know, I looked, uh, I looked right on the play adjusted to play at the line I looked right and he uh yeah i thought he was going to wrap around uh trevathan on the play and he kind of did this weird like stutter step and went inside and then on top of 55 on the back side it was it actually worked out perfect um but i was uh i was pretty pretty happy for him you know he's he's made so many damn plays in practice i mean he really has been incredible And you're just watching him going, no, should we? We actually need to get this guy involved in what we're doing. And he's going to be getting a few more plays. Last week he made his first catch. And it's just, I'm really happy for him.
0: Hey, it's not a bad time to add another weapon, by the way. You've just been slicing and dicing. Uh, A couple quick questions from the notes section, okay? These are things that pop up while watching the game that I think to myself, I'd like to know the answer to that question. I can't wait. The long johns that you wear every single week, kind of had a little bit of a bacon neck this week, a little bit looser, it seemed like, than in weeks past. Is that the same one that you wear every cold game? And what is it? Uh, Because we know growing up in Pittsburgh, long johns come on, that means it's cold as shit outside if the long johns are coming out. You with that long johns turtleneck normally means the other team is in some deep shit. (laughs) That's,
5: That's what I like to wear when it's below 30. Um, I've worn it, you know, really since the most miserable day of my life, temperature wise, which was 2007 (laughs) at Chicago. Um, it's, it's just that extra little warmth on your neck and it is, it's, it's a comfort thing for sure. It might, it's definitely not for looks. You know, I've been uh, ridiculed on this show and off this show (laughs) about, uh, you know, any type of uh, clothing swag that I may or may not have. I'll definitely watch Um, this show when it comes to r- rocking the uh, the turtleneck like that's all about comfort you know what i mean yeah Some- it's, it's built for comfort not for
0: Swag appearance, yeah. And by the way, swag is your inner essence and in just owning it. By the way, some really smart man said um, they do zoom in very close on your face, so you see that 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 thing gets a lot of airplay. Maybe sell that. Maybe power lift gets in on the uh, maybe power lift <laughs> gets in on the turtleneck because you guys are hosting obviously the playoffs all the way through the NFC through the Super Bowl. Congrats on that. Uh, on the MVS deep post <laughs> tutter. Okay, um, you remember the play? Yeah, I do. You waited. Okay. And this was in a series of events. You waited until zero on the play clock. Okay. Absolute zero. Uh, they seem to be showing a late blitz. When did you decide their blitz was coming? And when did you make the decision that MVS was the huck you were definitely going to? Because it seemed like you used literally the entire play clock and it wasn't until the last second you you're like, ah, got it, bang, touchdown happened immediately after. How does that all happen in your brain? And why do you get so close to delay of games so often? I think a lot of people would want to know.
5: (laughs) Well, the play, I think the reason for the the timing on the play was Robert Quinn was having a conversation with Trevathan during that play and they couldn't decide what side he was supposed to be on. So I could tell that there was something that was a little messed up on defense. Now the play actually called for Aaron Jones to motion back into the backfield, Devonte to widen back out. And then we had a concept three man concept on the right and kind of a two man concept, um, with Devante kind of backside by himself, uh, to the backside. Um, But I could tell, I I really wanted them to maybe declare what they were doing because I knew there was some sort of pressure coming. And I was just trying to get the protection right. And after I could tell that this was kind of coming down to it, I decided to leave Jonesy out there. So I kind of gave him a a left-hand stay and just tried to kind of quick-snap it on him because it looked like that nobody... Uh, had that there was confusion on who had three vertical to the other side. And three vertical for us was Mark Valdez-Stanley, who one of the faster players in the league. Um, and at the snap, I could tell that he was going to have a backer kind of drifting out to him. I knew that there was some sort of pressure coming from the backside because uh, why would they be kind of running out to two and three on the front side if there wasn't anything on the backside? So I just tried to beat uh, the defender Blitzen <laughs> with a throw, and MBS did a really nice job of just, Running straight and then you know catching the ball uh, above his above his eyes there and yeah that's that was a good uh, good
0: play for us. Oh man, football has to be so much fun for you, right? It just has to be so much fun. Oh, those two are talking to each other. Oh, what's going? Oh, you guys. Oh, one of them are fucking up right now. Okay, let's go ahead and try to take advantage of that. That has to be just an absolute blast. Is that why you get all the way down to zero every time? Because there was a time Aaron Jones was in the backfield alongside you. Play clock got to two. You motioned him out of the backfield at two seconds left on the play clock. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way they get this playoff right here. Jones went into a, like a tight end, almost like a H-back split or something like that. Lined up. You snapped it. As the clock hits zero or maybe a half a beat after it hits zero uh, before a timeout was called or before the ref looks at the ball and then looks up at the clock. Because you actually have an extra half a second, right? It was, um, at what point do you know like you can sh- send him in motion? Was it two seconds? Did you know there was two seconds left on the play? Are you, it looks like this organized. Are you completely in control with those? You know exactly how much is on the clock every single time and everything like that. What is the process of that whole thing?
5: I, well, look, this is the process, I believe. And most times I know what's going on. The process is uh, there's, we have a lot of long play calls. So we don't always break the huddle above 20. By the time we get the line of scrimmage and we go through a set of cadences, if it's a long, long count, so you might take a little bit of time. On that one, I was trying to adjust the, uh, the routes on the front side uh, to something I felt like was a little better option, uh, especially for Tay, who was number two in the slot on that play. And then what usually happens is over on the sideline while I'm trying to go through these gymnastics and get us in the right formation, uh, final formation, uh, Tim Boyle is uh, trying to calm uh, any nerves on the sideline for uh, um, Peter LaFleur and <laughs> not let him call any timeouts. And most of the time he succeeds with that, and most of the time uh, I'm aware of the play clock and we're able to get something going. That play ended up being, I believe, a seven-yard completion to Devontae on the on the right side, moved the sticks and uh, ended up scoring on a drive to go up twenty-one ten. But uh, same thing with the play to Marquez. You know, I think talking to Matt afterwards, we we're laughing about how you know it's the fine line between uh, him thinking he needs to call timeout and me thinking I can get the play off before zero. Um, and that's where the trust comes in, and I appreciate it, but. I laugh because I think he's definitely a lot more nervous than I am. Oh yeah! (laughs) And I'm thankful that Timmy's over there going, no, 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 let him go, let him go, let him go, let him go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I'm at home thinking probably what Lafleur is thinking, and at this point after, and by the way, I don't think I've ever watched you play as much as I have this season. You are awesome to watch, dude. And I know, like, obviously we're best friends and shit like that, but watching you for an entire season, the 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 swag and the confidence, but before the play, because a lot of teams, right, you, you talk to any defensive linemen, uh, they'll see the play clock, and once it gets below five, they're like, okay, they're not making any more checks. As soon as the next sound, we can go. You are still calling a, a bullshit cadence at, like, three seconds, making a check, like, the amount of things that happen in those final three seconds before the play clock gets a zero with you it has to be about tenfold every other quarterback in the nfl and you use it as a, a wet it's awesome to watch
5: yeah was there a question in there or are you just lobbing yeah. me up a little bit best friend
0: He's Just lobbing you up a little bit because if you're a fan of the packers you got to be like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then you get past it you're like now aaron's gonna figure this, it out he'll figure so it
5: out more, you really feel like yourself and a bunch of the packer nation out there are more like lefleur like Oh my God, oh my God, is he gonna get it off? Tyra, Tyra, Tyra?
0: I've only been around one year, okay? This is my first year, <laughs> all right? And I am at the point where I'm like, come on, come on. And then obviously it all works out. And I'm like, why do you even guess? Like-? Ty, can't, Ty can't be that nervous. Ty's taking a shit right now. I think yeah, he, yeah, Ty. Ty's, he got, got, th- he Ty's got something going <laughs> yeah. on.
5: You got the timer. You got the timer on him. Yeah, he
0: left three minutes ago. So, <laughs> okay. it, and Ty is an aggressive. Last question here before AJ's got something. I apologize. Um, Aaron Jones got a G necklace. Do you have one of those as well? And do you know who gifted him that?
5: Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I saw it. Something. I didn't know what it said. Um, but no, I don't have one of those.
4: Can not a big, left? not
5: a big jewelry guy.
4: Oh, had me fooled. I thought you were. But uh, last thing, I know uh, <laughs> Dane Orlowski actually he diagrammed this play beautifully on the internet. The MVS touchdown, and he mentioned something. He said, "Look at Aaron. He's gathering information, and you're gathering information pre-snap." I'm just wondering, how was that more from your like the first year you started till now? Like, how much more information can you gather?
5: Oh, I mean, it's just different age playing on the road and being able to. Um to not have any crowd noise issues. It's just like at home when you're able to hear things and able to communicate everything you want to communicate to the guys. It just changes the whole dynamic of uh, of a game now, and I think that's really helped uh, all veteran quarterbacks this year and really all quarterbacks in general, uh, being able to hear eight games where you wouldn't be able to hear really anything, especially some of the tough environments. I'm talking about the Seattles the New Orleans, the uh, Minnesotas, you know, Chicago as well, where it's just so tough to hear. Now you're able to to just do things that you wouldn't be able to do uh, in a normal
0: year with fans. You, did you hear what Trevathan and Quinn were saying to each other? Like, are you actually hearing them talk over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's full-on conversations going on. And you have to act like you can't hear what they're saying? Like, you have to, like, look alike? No, no, you know. I mean, you
5: don't have to act at all. I mean, I think there's part... Yeah, it's the same thing. If I'm giving, you know, calls to people, they can hear everything that I'm saying. So it's really been a year where you've had to really self-scout on exactly what you're saying to the line of scrimmage and how that's, you know, going to get perceived and, and and studied. Because why would you not uh, study the t- the TV copy? That makes no sense
0: not to. Scary Ninja. I saw you didn't didn't use it. Yeah, yeah. We retired that one for a week or two. You know what I mean? Oh, you're using it next weekend? We'll bring it, but we'll
5: use it this weekend for sure.
0: (laughs) Whenever you're drunk walking around the house over there in Tahiti, dude? Is that what you're going to just be (laughs) saying? Scary ninja everywhere, dude?
5: Scary ninja. Scary ninjas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, real quick. Uh, I think I'm going to watch, uh, you know, on that note, if I really am into thinking about ninjas and scary things, I'll probably watch uh, either a Chuck Norris movie four nice. three ninjas which is a oh, great great uh, early oh, 90s ty's movie i'm always looking at so myself funny. as a cult you
0: know? you know that's ty's favorite i guess childhood and, movie, yeah. yeah it's oh, his yeah. favorite childhood ty's, movie. ty's back now no, back. Like, no 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 he's not ty's that's back. what okay. that's what the reaction was whenever you said <laughs> that everybody's just maury Mori <laughs> tanaka yeah.
5: empty, empty chair <laughs>
0: <laughs> rest <laughs> in peace right now to everything going on through ty's life mission
5: let up the eyes boys
0: um beverly hills ninja also great
5: oh yeah yeah chris farley
0: you like chris farley i love chris farley yeah big ben stiller guy right you're a big ben stiller guy yeah i am you gonna watch ben stiller movie this? what are you gonna do this weekend why why won't you just tell us what you're gonna do this weekend we i not- don't
5: know i mean there's so many possibilities bro i mean uh i might i might tune in uh, you know look at the schedule and see what's going on but a nice, relaxing, quiet weekend, man, after a long season. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, you're I know, right. I know, you are, you know you're more of that Gen Z, you know, extra overstimulation all the time. Um, but, you know, Relax. Age and I, we're, we're kind of that uh, late millennials where you know we still enjoy our quiet time and our routines and, and not having to be on social media, you know, commenting every single punt that goes down. All right. All
0: right. Listen <laughs> – a lot of comments and shots were taken there, and I'm just gonna move past them. I would like to let you know that my generation is a good generation still, okay? The generation you need to be yelling at is Foxy's, okay? Foxy's over here sending me texts last night about the bachelor season premiere going on. Mm-hmm. Soft as soft as a bag of milk, that kid. But anyways. <laughs>
5: You you feel better now?
0: You should. Well, I I was going to stick up for myself, but I just, at this point, there's no reason to, (laughs) honestly, at this point. Have you gotten an Oculus? I'm going to buy you an Oculus. It's this virtual reality thing. I'm boxing against really good, artificially intelligent made boxers, and I'm knocking them out, Aaron. I think you would ping pong on this Oculus. I'm playing against people from Japan, Germany, and their houses. I'm playing ping pong. I think you would love the virtual reality, Aaron.
5: Yeah. What's wrong with this reality, though? Great question. Can't you just, <laughs> can't you just set that jaw, bro, and just keep punching them? Get a the ring. <laughs> Be like the Pittsburgh kid and just, you know, get some of the boys, you know, to get. That's what you should do. You should get a ring in there. Get some headgear for safety. Mm. And, I'm not. And, that's a good workout your boxing is a good workout man yeah i'm I mean, knocking out fake that, dudes just set that jaw and keep punching
0: man I'm, i don't want to get punched in the actual face but i am knocking out dudes let's get back ty just came back by the way that was a uh nine minute trip That boy that was a three round battle if i had
1: guessed, thought that, that was wow. round one my oh, yeah. guts are getting beat up right now it's gonna be a long day <laughs> is it because the pizza yeah it was it
0: so good this is that dairy thing you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. um three ninjas his favorite i
1: know i heard i almost fucking punched a hole in the the stall you know i wish i was in here for it a lot of a lot of microaggression in that office you
5: got to get it you got to get that ring bro i okay, do yes. have a ring. or a heavy bag get that heavy bag we,
0: bag we have a ring we have a heavy bag we have a basketball court we have a quarterback circus we have a rack over here we got it all the issue is we we use it and then all right kind of done with it and then it's just around forever yeah. you know I mean, that's just kind of what happens in this office
5: Sounds like a good problem to have. Do you have any cool things? I do. I just actually recently got this rack from Powerlift.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also,
5: you, some dumbbells from Iron Grip. Iron Grip.
0: Do you own? Do you own Powerlift? This would be, this would not be surprise <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. You have like a percentage of a uh, Power Grip for sure, yeah. or Powerlift.
5: <laughs> no, I am thankful though that they sent out that. To, Thing because the you know the workouts changed now you know all the science has told everybody that the safest thing on Mondays the day after a game is for players to come in be able to work out but you have to work out in your own clothes and you have no access to the locker room.
0: Well, it's science.
5: It's science. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a lot of people sitting around. You know, with all those tests, I'm sure they've got a paper published in the scientific journal about uh, how. Working out in your own clothes is safer than working out in team issue clothes.
0: The protocols are awesome, huh? That's what it sounds like.
5: Ever changing.
0: Are you allowed to eat lunch with anybody yet?
5: No. What well, do you do? God, Just, forbid, God what do you, forbid!
0: What do you do? One per table.
5: Uh, yeah, one per table.
0: And then, how much time are you in the facility that you're not practicing or fa- lifting in your own clothes?
5: Is this an opportunity for me to, to talk about uh, you know the grind and all the hours I spend guarding my 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 locker? As coaches are so famous for guarding their desks.
0: Well, you you are the NFL's MVP, so I think we would like to hear your Mark Wahlberg like daily routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up at four a.m. golf, Bible, nine holes, meditate. Another workout, kids wake up, feed them, now it's 9 a.m., what are we going to do with the rest of the day? The NFL's MVP, Aaron Rodgers, spends his day doing what during the season?
5: Man, I'm up at like 5 in the power power lift rack, (laughs) getting my pull-ups in, my front squats, my Arnold press you know then i get on the, i grab the iron grip dumbbells oh yeah and uh you know i do about uh, 20 minutes of buys and tries yeah and calves i call it my spring break workout nice Ooh. and then uh yeah you know, that time it's about six thirty. uh so i have uh, four cups of coffee <laughs> then i head in the facility you know do my COVID test and then i get right to just uh sitting in the room with the film on making sure that it's on so if anybody passes by they would think i'm watching film. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping with my eyes open for, for the next you know hour until we start at eight o'clock and then i'm rip-roaring ready to go
0: why are you such an asshole why <laughs> i mean that's unbelievable congrats on an incredible season brother we appreciate you joining us every tuesday through it enjoy your off uh weekend or whatever the hell you're going to do
4: yeah hey
5: next week we'll be able to talk about uh you know being a part of the the final eight and a, and a real opponent
0: hey isn't that crazy though 32 teams already down to the final eight you guys made it who's gonna make it to the top of the mountain Aaron who is gonna bunker and hunker down away from COVID to make it to the Super Bowl in Tampa
5: that's the beauty you never know you never know Pat but I'm just thankful you guys there are being safe and not uh, touching each other, or you know, doing anything that's going to get anybody in in danger. So you guys keep being safe there. Age, you know. I just, I think your wife is just an amazing woman, <laughs> just to be able to put up with you, her fifth child. I mean, it's it's incredible.
0: It takes all of us, guys. Takes all that's of us, right. ladies and gentlemen. Hey, by the way, Ty is going in for round yeah. two. By the way, he, Go yeah. get him Ty. Go Get him. It's <laughs> good luck in there, bud.
4: Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> See your Aaron
0: Rodgers. I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there.
1: It really was. You know? Mm -hmm.
0: And here we go, interrupting it like this.
1: Got paid bills.
0: What we're interrupting it with is something that matters though. Oh yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think?
1: Definitely not.
0: Does your skin, hair, anything else really that revolves around men's health, is it at its highest that it could possibly be?
1: I mean, it could probably be better.
0: And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand Mm -hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, They are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you and they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable, but it's not just skin. It's not just hair. It's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the lovemaking, you know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know That if you're somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick. Hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah, Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. You want to put on a show in there. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. You know what you're thankful for? Maybe the incredibly long sex that you're having. Hey, how about the holiday season? No better time to celebrate 2021, by the way, is a beautiful love-making session.
1: Mm -hmm. It is cuffing season.
0: It is cuffing season. If you want to put on a show in the bedroom, you need to tag team partner with our friends at Roman with the Roman swipes. I love Roman swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed.
1: hmm When it's time to... Sling some salami. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know?
0: Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich mm-hmm. and it's time to go, why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, mm-hmm. your baby maker, yep. your magic stick, yes, your dipstick. Mm-hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, mm-hmm. okay? You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in
1: bed. Bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it.
0: We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter, because I do believe we're getting locked back down.
1: Looks like it. In a
0: lot of places. hmm So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. <laughs> Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman Swipes. You will love them, and so will she or he. Have a time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman Roman Swipes, and also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the men's health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. Uh, joining us now is a three-time pro bowler. Ooh. What? One time. Oh, shit. It's been in a year... Th- three years in the NFL. That's on me. But anyway, by the way, three years in the NFL, already a pro bowler. Damn. Aaron Rodgers called him the best middle linebacker in the NFL a couple weeks ago. Ladies and gentlemen, from the San Francisco 49ers, Fred Warner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Fred.
6: Oh, man. I was <laughs> three-time par Bowler that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, see, that's on me. So whenever you make it here in the next couple of years, we'll just cut that back and say that I called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. That's how sports media works, you know what I mean? That's how that whole thing plays out.
6: There you go. How,
0: how you doing, Fred? Where are you at right now?
6: I'm doing well. I'm at my house here in Santa Clara, uh, you know, taking a little time off. Obviously, season just ended, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, some much-needed rest.
0: We talked to the Juice a couple weeks ago, and he said that, you know, you guys moved to Arizona. A lot of people were living in a hotel. He had an Airbnb, and then he thought potentially after the game, some guys were just going to go ahead and head out of town, not even go back to Santa Clara. Did you stay in an Airbnb when you were in Arizona? Were you in that hotel for like three, four weeks?
6: No, yeah, I got an Airbnb for smart, sure. Smart. Uh, I don't know how the guys did it. it, staying in a hotel for that long, but, uh, you know, I got an Airbnb. That was pretty close.
0: Complicated season, obviously, with everything that happened. You guys had a lot of injuries. What was the message from Shanahan all season? Whenever you guys had to pick up and move to Arizona, what was Shanahan like this year, you think, as opposed to maybe in years past?
6: Uh, I mean, he was the exact same as he's always been. You know, that's probably one of the realest guys I've ever been around, especially as a head coach. That I mean, that, that speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, he, he stayed constant, regardless of all the guys in the roster, I think something some stat I saw where we had the most amount of players like up on active roster the entire season. uh, Just because there's so many moving parts so many guys who had to uh, be changed from IR to active roster and uh, it was just a crazy season overall a lot of adversity but um, you know he just said how proud he was obviously of our fight not um, how the season went because losing seasons are never uh, you know acceptable but um, you know that guy I have a lot of respect for him.
0: Yeah losing seasons suck but this year whenever you know the turnaround with the COVID. It, it's like how mentally, did you guys get? Obviously, you didn't. You continued to ball out or whatever. But that had to be. This was probably the most mentally demanding season of football you've ever had. You think?
6: Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, because anytime you get uprooted from your home, that's that's a big enough change as it is. Uh, because I'm, for me, I'm such a routine guy. I know that's how a lot of people in the NFL are. You you have your routine that you try to stick to, especially with like body maintenance, trying to. And that's a big part of trying to stay healthy throughout the year. And you can't just focus about football this year. You have to focus about being away from your family, about testing for COVID every single day, and uh, you know, abiding by all the protocols. So there was a lot that went into it.
0: You you fly around, dude, okay? <laughs> you fly around. And you just talked about being a routine. Do you do any weird shit with your body? You do, don't you? You do some weird stuff with your body. I can never tell.
6: You do. Nah, dude. No, no weird stuff. No yeah, weird you stuff do. I, you,
0: you you got any no. weird workouts? You don't do any, any – you don't get sitting sit and, you don't sit in, like, Epsom salts every night? or I, Do you acupuncture? Do you do anything? What do you do?
6: Man, yeah, I do do acupuncture. I do do acupuncture, you know, okay. massage, um, you know, just kind of the basics. Just got to stick to it, though. You got to be consistent with, with the modality work.
0: Whenever you're, whenever you're hitting people on such a regular basis, okay, Fred? You and me have this in common. My body didn't uh, handle it as well as I think yours has. <laughs> sure. I would make a tackle. I was sore for an entire week. This year... <laughs> Legit, this year with no training camp or anything like that, did you have to build – does your body – are you sore whenever you first get back into the season? And how long does it take for your body just to get used to the car wrecks that you're about to throw yourself through?
6: Um, you know, it, it does take a little bit, I think. You do, you do so much training in the offseason, and you, you prepare your body so much to try and to prepare for a, a 17-week season. And so – uh, I know after every game, I don't feel the effects right away. It takes about two days for me to really like feel the soreness. Like So usually on that Tuesday when it's our off day and we have that body maintenance day, it's like, well, thank goodness we got this day because I feel like I can't play football right now. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I got to make sure I really uh, work out that soreness and, and get ready to go so I can have a good practice on Wednesday.
0: Uh, 49ers a toward all team or no?
6: Um, I think every NFL team is a no, a, uh, a team. No, the Packers
0: uh, are not. The Packers are gone. Fred, when I learned this, Fred, when I learned this from A.J. Hawk and then Aaron confirmed it, I've never been more mind-blown in my life at their success. I had no I've never been more mind-blown in my entire life, Fred. It was mind-blowing. Oh wow, okay, yeah. Fred, if you um if you're a member of the Philadelphia Eagles team. Okay. No, Fred, I'm, I'm gonna ask you, I'm not gonna ask you what I think you think I'm gonna ask you. I'm not gonna put you in a terrible situation here. All right. But it's getting leaked now that players had to be held back from fighting Doug Peterson on the sideline. Then there was a conversation with Jason Kelsey. That locker room right now, there's how do you fix that locker room, you think? It feels like there's quite a divide. Because let's say the players that did get held back from fighting Peterson, let's say they weren't the ones that leaked this information. Some other player on the team leaked that information. For what reason? You know what I mean? Like How do you get that locker room back, you think? Fred, could you?
6: Uh, I don't know. I me neither. I don't. I have no. I have no idea because I've never. I've never even touched even close to that type of situation with the Niners. We are such a such a tight knit group, and the you know the number one rule is protect the team. And so we, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what I would do. There's so many things going on in that organization, a lot that I don't even know about because even in that situation, I don't know all the facts. I don't. All I heard was they they pulled Jalen Hurts from the game you know everybody got upset saying that they were just you know they were tanking the game I don't know I don't really know what happened and then I that's news to me that people were trying to oh. trying to fight each other on the sideline and I, I didn't. I didn't know anything about that, so that's why I don't, I don't even know what I would. What would happen?
0: So. I think that's why I'm so surprised by all this as well. Because as a guy who got a chance to witness a lot of great teams, right, for ha- firsthand, the leaking of information from the locker room to the media is always my biggest problem. Like, for instance, Dallas Cowboys Week Six, it was already getting leaked that the head coaches were terrible, and they're, I'm like, who's leaking this information? And then this stuff comes out a day after the whole situation. I'm like, who's telling the media that these co- or players are trying to beat up the coach? Because those people, by the way, do not care about how that locker room is going to be forever. That's great to hear that your team, your, your team's thing is like protect the franchise at all. Is that Shanahan? Is that Lynch? Is that the locker room? Who is that you think? Or is it just kind of like if new guys come in there, they just know like, hey, this is how it is over here.
6: Yeah, I think that's just uh, that's just one of those things that's not really spoken about a lot. It's just something that's known amongst everyone, and I, we have such a good culture on our team. So. Uh, you know, I think everybody's pretty close on the team as well. We got a pretty close brotherhood, and I don't think you see that a lot in the NFL just because of there's so many different things that go into it besides just playing ball, right? You, you, there's a guys making a lot of money, and you got to take care of your families and and so on and so forth. But I mean, we we do a, I think they do a great job, and uh, you know, again, I I hope they figure it out in Philly. I really do, because uh, to to win a Super Bowl, you know, in the last what was it, in the last five years, five or six years, so and then kind of gets where they're at right now. It's, it's
0: unfortunate uh fred obviously you guys were in the super bowl last year this year much more difficult what do we need to work on next year to be the best fred warner to be <laughs> the best san francisco 49er team what are we working on this offseason is there any self-scout that has already happened are we going to add any weird things to the body maybe this offseason <laughs> to take us to the next level what are you working on fred
6: no for sure be uh, weird things added. you know you always got to make sure you're you're looking at what else what else you can do to help your uh, help the body help your help your game but um, I think as a team we just got to stay healthy and that's easier said than done there's there's gonna be injuries every year but I think that injury bug hit us the hardest this year and we didn't we didn't have guys available like when we have our team available like we literally have you know one of the most talented football teams in the entire NFL so when we have our guys on the field it's hard for teams to beat us and uh, you know, especially with the scheme we run and on both sides of the football, we we play complimentary football, and it, we just need our guys on the field. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to just really attacking this off season hard because last off season we really didn't even have like a true off season with the the COVID outbreak. Just it was new for everyone, and things were shutting down. And you know, now we kind of have a better idea of how to navigate it.
0: You uh, you feel like you're figuring out NFL offenses at this point, or? You think you still have room to grow? Because they always talk about quarterbacks understanding defense and their maturity and everything like that. But inside linebacker, you got to do the same goddamn thing. I mean, you have to do the same thing. You have to figure out offenses. Has the game slowed down for you? At what year maybe was there a game that you were like, you know what, I'm starting to figure out what the hell is going on? Because you had, you're had. you an obviously incredible player, but I would assume there were some moments that it kind of took to get to this point in the NFL, right?
6: Right, and it's for sure slowed down. When I came into the NFL, I never played off the ball linebacker or gave calls or played Mike. And so, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to worry so much about just what my job is. You know, I'm I'm trying to line up and make sure I don't mess anything up as a rookie. And then going into year two, I I know a little bit more, so then I'm able to anticipate plays a little more. And then this year, the, the game just really slowed down for me, and being able to identify, uh, you know, offenses, formations, and tendencies. And I know it's only going to continue to, to get slower to where I can put myself in position to make more plays.
0: I'll tell you what, if I was playing against you because I am an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. Fred, I'm looking this way, throwing this way. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I'm, like, I'm joking. I, I would throw an interception to you immediately upon really <laughs> the ball. Diggs, what do you got?
3: Fred, is your uh, defensive coordinator, Bob Sala, going to be a head coach somewhere next season?
6: Uh, I hope so you know I do I I do not hope so and I do hope so I do hope so because I, I love him to death you know that's that's an all-time coach right there just how how he's mentored me in my game and then as just as a defense so I mean I, I'd be happy for him if he did and then I'd be happy if he didn't because then I get to keep one of the best defense coaches in football on our team so.
0: is he always jacked is he always jacked up yeah
6: no, absolutely not. Oh, no. Man. He he's uh
0: <laughs> man. he's
6: probably one of the most like mild mannered, like like just chill guys I've ever been around and then on game day he just explodes <laughs> and, and lets all his is passion out on the sidelines so i would have
0: never funny. ever uh-huh. ever guessed that that's breaking news to me right <laughs> now. so you're saying mon- uh, monday through saturday even in the sunday morning like cerebral quiet here we go then game day it's like boom let's go for it. he flips the switch on game day like players do
6: absolutely yeah i mean he, he'll, he'll run him. the stadium before the games just to get his mind right heading in, heading into it and uh you know no, he's literally one of the most mild-mannered people. Like, on the field, he'll never, like, raise his voice at a player. Like, he, you know, he might get stirred with you, but, like, he – He's like, always oh, just right here, you know? And then on game day, it's just... <laughs> ah!
0: Bro, he, yeah. And he has a tan, yep. mm-hmm. like, glistening head. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> just became a perfect... Uh, what do you got, Connor? Hey,
2: Fred, obviously we're a pro Aaron Rodgers show, and he is the best ball thrower in the NFL, but what makes it so much harder uh, to go up against him than it is any other quarterback?
0: Jeez, you put him in a spot there. <laughs> Put him in by heart. the way a lot of other quarterbacks
6: uh, you have to do this
2: every tuesday yeah yeah you're right
6: right 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 no i i see i see he's uh he's a regular on the show and i got a lot of respect for aaron it, just like he has respect for me and uh the thing that separates him i think is just his savvy you know like he's out there uh the, the way he's just able to flick the ball in places like even at you know just late in the game and um it's just his mind. His mind, is he's just such a smart player, and he knows ex- exact situations. And I think that's why you see him so successful in, like, those two-minute situations or at the end of a game. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's had an MVP year, you know, at what? how old is he now, like 36 or something? So uh, it's pretty, well, pretty impressive.
0: But you, you call him old.
6: <laughs> later in his career, later in his no nah, no, nah,
0: Fred. I'm lo- no, allowed. know we talked to him like 20 minutes or stuff. <laughs> yeah. he was, he was nice oh, so. No, he, he was very nice to you about you. Absolutely, he was very nice was. to Fred, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: very complimentary. Fred. Yeah. Fred just like, hey, his old ass can still throw. <laughs> no, returning uh, the favor. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Amazing. It
0: looks like he could play another eight years at this point,
6: though. Ten years, maybe. Oh, for sure, easily, it's easily. A- I mean, he's he's about to win MVP. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, he's really
0: good. You guys train together ever? Do you guys ever train together?
6: Uh, no, we never train together. But it's funny because he, we're in the same agency, and he came yeah. and talked to the rookies. My when I was coming out for the draft, and you know, just kind of introduced himself, shared some few words of wisdom, and uh, you know, and then I was able to, you know, finally compete against him. And then I remember my rookie year. It was a Monday night game, and we, we were li- literally at a timeout break. And he like kind of like looks over at me, and he's like, he gives me like the the thumbs up. He's like,
4: "Hey, good job, man, good job."
6: (laughs) And I didn't know whether to hate him or to be like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Like Aaron's like telling me good job, and I was you know, it was (laughs) kind of like, I was I didn't know what to do. I was I was I was like ah, so
0: that's like the. that's like the uh, uh, Hall and DeAndre Hopkins mic'd up from yeah. training camp. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Hall is like, grabs DeAndre, he's like, hey, when you do this, you should do this instead. And DeAndre's like, I'm, I'm one of you. You don't, don't, <laughs> don't do what you like. Aaron doing that, though, it's like, yo, it's you know, it's, it's still Aaron, though. You know what I mean?
6: Exactly. Like no, if exactly. Shane
0: Leckler came up to me one time, and this is obviously a different position, different thing, but Shane Leckler came over to me and he said, like, hey, like, you're the guy now or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. But if that was some bum punter that did that I'd be like get the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. get the hell i don't need you telling me that i'm good at my job but if it's somebody great i think that's a massive compliment i i, I would assume now linebacker quarterback you two are staring each other down the entire game it's probably yeah. a little bit different animal
1: what do you got ty fred has there been uh one quarterback or just anyone really who you just have loved smacking in the mouth <laughs> since you've been in the, in the league uh
6: i haven't had a lot of opportunities just to, to smack the Smack a quarterback, especially since the the game we play in, you're not allowed to really touch them anymore. Woo! Um,
0: soft, NFL soft, Fred Warren. <laughs> yeah,
6: you know it, it's it is what it is, but
0: safe, um, safe.
6: I won't I won't uh, give any any name specifically. You know, no clickbait. But anytime I get to hit a quarterback, it's great.
0: What is your uh, with the new NF, Are you young enough now? Probably that heads up football is probably your entire high school and college, right? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because the the. Obviously, I don't want to say like, you know, whenever we played football because <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a little bit of my stuff. But guys used to go. I mean, it was you were trying to head down, assassinate. Like, oh yeah, that, that, those were the highlights. Those were you. So you were basically throughout your entire football career taught like the heads up football thing, the smart football style. Yep, exactly oh, man it was a tough transition there for a while mm-hmm. guys were yeah. in trouble James Harrison cost me like seven hundred <laughs> thousand dollars entire
2: year's salary he's
0: like what well, you guys have run like three hours worth of highlights of me hitting people and now you're just like yep yeah, give me all your money give me all your money at this point Yeah, exactly Fred yeah. enjoy the off season. appreciate your time hopefully you'll come back on the show we enjoyed talking to you sorry the season didn't work out out however you wanted but next year you guys will give it a go again
6: absolutely man I appreciate you having me on
0: when were you drafted what round?
6: Third, third round, seventh so, overall.
0: So is that a four year deal or a five year deal for third or four? Four year deal. Oh, you're going into your contract here. Ooh. Hey, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fred, let's go get the bag. Fred. <laughs> go get the bag and win some games. Good for the team, but let's go good for Fred. Yeah. Hey, good luck out there, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Pro Bowl of Fred Warren. Yeah,
1: right. yeah.
0: Fred's a cool guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's going to get broken off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, they not. traded out Quan Alexander, right? Yeah. Hey, Fred, this is your team now, bud. Do whatever you
3: got. When do. I just saw it during the interview, I was looking up his name, and he, I should have known this beforehand, but he won the, uh, they voted him MVP of the 49ers this season. Is that a big deal when you do that for a team?
0: Yeah, yeah. When your team votes for you. Yeah, it's a right. big deal. Yeah. It's much more important. Yeah, it's a big deal. Good for him. Who else would have got it potentially?
3: Kittle was hurt, so not him. Yeah, but
0: you, Jim, you check every you literally, check checked. Every, Kyle check, maybe. There it is. That would have been on the offense side. You go I just went through like five players in my head real quick. And it was like, uh, D- oh, he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah he got hurt. Both he both got same. hurt. Yeah, like, both <laughs> guys, he got hurt. Oh, they all got hurt. Yeah. And he said the most active players, mm-hmm. that means they had to cycle people through that roster. And by the way, that was – they were dealing with injuries whenever they had that six-day quarantine for anybody you bring in. If you want to work out somebody, they had to go into a quarantine for six days. Then they could work out for your team. Then you could decide whether or not you wanted to sign them. And that's already a week after you probably already needed the player. Mm-hmm. It is. It was very interesting early on in the year. San Francisco 49ers had to move. I mean, that's one of the roughest years of all time. Oh, yeah. He's probably enjoying the uh, the little time there. I don't know what was going on in the background, but something was popping
1: couple off. A couple game balls up there, it like. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was going to ask about them, but it's about radio. Yeah, true.
0: <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, over your shoulder there, I see two actual game balls there. Who who was it? How was it? <laughs> he was a freak, though, that guy on the field. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. He flies. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see him get paid. <laughs>
1: Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe. Whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or a medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night, ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them most, straight to your door. Listen, we've talked about Simply Safe ad nauseum on here everyone in the office has it we all love it the alerts come straight to your phone it's cloud-based it's very easy to set up don't need to worry about any you know text coming into your house if you need to pull a clip it's very very easy all right there at your fingertips simply safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home you can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes it's super easy then SimplySafe's professionals take over monitoring your home 24-7 and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply there's no long-term contract, no hidden fees, or installation costs. Right now, our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at SimplySafe.com slash McAfee. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit SimplySafe.com slash McAfee your free security camera today that's s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e dot com slash mcafee Fred
0: Warner of the San Francisco 49ers will be joining us in about 22 minutes. Cannot wait to chat with him about the year that was for the Niners, the future and everything going on in his life. Uh, as we start hour two, we have some news that is happening in the NFL world. Obviously, COVID's running rampant through the Cleveland Browns dog pound organization. T's and P's, we hope everybody survives. But boy, it feels like a good time to bet the Steelers. That number is probably only going to continue to go up and up as more names get released on who positives, and now you get it. Who's going to be out? Play caller Kevin Stefanski's out. Pitagno, offensive lineman for them, is out. Mm -hmm. Longest tenured Brown. Mm -hmm. Actually got a game ball after last week's game from Kevin Stefanski Uh, for him being the longest tenured Brown and making the playoffs finally. Some people are saying, was it the ball? Mm -hmm. that Stefanski and Patanio shared that was potentially infected with COVID, the NFL will do an investigation to find out who sent that ball into that locker room. But not only him, there's a couple others as well. This seems like a tough break for the Cleveland Browns who have been living in a magical time this season with their team playing better football than ever before. But Joe Brady, uh, offense coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, previously of LSU, is now being interviewed for a head coaching job with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson, who we just were reminded by Tone Diggs in the last hour, J.J. Watt apologized mm-hmm. to for wasting a year of his career, basically, yep. because that's how good Deshaun Watson is, and everybody knows it. Joe Brady, the young offensive guru, who is potentially going to be a head coach at the age of, what, 31? He just turned 31 in September. And Jeez. how many years has he been coaching at this point?
3: He was the linebacker's coach at William Mary for one year. He was the graduate assistant at Penn State for one year. He was the offensive assistant at New Orleans for one year, LSU last year as a passing game coordinator, and then offensive coordinator this year for the Panthers.
0: Five years in coaching, this dude now potentially going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Good for Joe Immediately <laughs> yes. wow. What a, quite a rocket ship. What wow. a rocket ship. Now, a lot of the old's who aren't getting jobs at the moment are probably going to say, what does that guy know? He's only been coached five years. That guy doesn't even know how to put together a schedule. That, that guy has no idea what's coming down his pipe hole, basically, if he's become a head coach. And maybe that's the case, but these young guys getting jobs I'm pumped about. Oh yeah. Is there a new age? It, now granted it has not worked everywhere. Yesterday we started a, a potential rally in Cincinnati about the <laughs> Bengals organization. Mm-hmm. And I want to let you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of our work in Cincinnati. The, the Who Day? Yeah, Who Day. Yep. The Who Day's over there. The Cincinnati Bengals fan base. They deserve better out of their NFL franchise. Oh, so yeah. Their NFL fan experience has been one that the NFL shouldn't want to happen if you're a fan of an NFL team. The NFL only has 32 teams protect the shield. If the Bengals are one of them, are you really giving back to the city of Cincinnati at all that the NFL is in with the way that team has been run? No, that's all we said. A lot of people in Cincinnati agreed with us. There's some potential rumblings happening on the internet about people, you know, kind of taking taking a little bit uh, more voiceless approach in what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And then we got attacked for being lazy too, so we should probably do a little bit more research on the entire Bengals. Organization, before we act like they're just tanking every single year, well, we can just ask
2: Carlos Dunlap how he feels about what the Bengals are doing over there in that <laughs> locker room, and, then, you know. and, and,
0: and Corson's a long time ago. Yeah, that's I mean, right. there, there's and there's a lot of other potential situations that happen, but there's also a lot of Bengals players who love their time in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. So I have to ask them too about their entire experience if they think they're on an organization that they ever once thought we could actually win a Super Bowl at. That is all I want to know because if your team can't do that, do your fans deserve it? No, huh? Should there be moves? Maybe, but let's go ahead and address it. If we're going to address, by the way, Doug Peterson's decision on yep. Sunday Night Football, it's just a—it's a very interesting time to be alive, Ty.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got a couple fucking greedy corporate fat cats running the team. You know, that's you right. think they give a shit what the team does <laughs> as long as the uh, the balance sheet comes back in and they're in the green every year. They don't give a damn how the team does. It's yeah. sickening. Yeah,
0: that's their thing. The P and Ls just need to stay along. The P's do not a lot of Ls, and they're like, we're cool with this. Gross. Exactly. That's big business conversation right it there. It is, and it's bullshit. Profits and losses. Okay, you need the P's bigger than the L's. Mm-hmm. That's all we're looking at here. in the shield. The green area needs to be larger than the red area. And if it is, guess what? We're winning. Boom. That's not how your football team should be acting. No. Huh? everyday life you should be acting like that absolutely that's that would be smart and that's responsible but you don't want your nfl team acting like that that's why growing up in pittsburgh pennsylvania the home of the pittsburgh pirates i chose to be a yankees fan for the baseball mm-hmm. never played baseball but would watch it late night if it was on i was because that owner mr steinbrenner mr steinbrenner the boss that guy would spend all the money oh mm-hmm. yeah hey you guys don't put any limits on me spending money here to win Okay, that's on you then. I want to win more than everybody else. I'm a fuck- And they did. Yeah. Bengals want to build a fucking indoor practice facility. Nope. It's a joke. I'm not getting caught up on this game. They're not taking over two shows. No, no, no. More like ten shows at this point with <laughs> how mad I am about <laughs> it.
3: I mean, at least the Pirates owners, you get it. You got to worry about blowing snow up at Seven Springs. What are the Bengals owners got to pay for? Nothing.
0: Nothing. They're just in the team. By the way, Seven Springs is a... <laughs> Ski Resort in Pennsylvania It is most known for people going up there And blacking out while stumbling down hills With a lot of snow on
3: it And the Pirates owner owns it
0: Yeah, that's where the Pirates owner's money comes from Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what I don't know if that's where it comes from It probably loses money there they got good tubes, inner tubes. Oh, Ooh. nice! Oh, yeah, you go up there and inner tube down that guy. foggy goggle, got a couple bruises, a oh, This yeah. place sounds awesome. Hey, the, yeah, it's the Appray tube that you're looking forward to. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. The
2: Appray ski is what you're looking <laughs> forward to. Hell, the Bengals should move their whole entire facility to Seven Springs. I mean, this place might turn it around. Well, they're very kindred spirits. The way those
0: two businesses are fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: you know what I, mean? I mean. You you combine them, you might find something. I, they
0: they wouldn't even know about an Appray ski if they had to. No. They, they would not spend the money on that type of thing. But you should want your team to want to win. Like, I I think that's some, and I feel like that's the, you know, the angle that Joe Judge was taking whenever he addressed the Philadelphia Eagles situation. Joe Judge, by the way, I think he cut a perfect promo. Mm Mm-hmm. People are saying, "Why are you calling that a pro?" Because that's what that was a promo. That's all. Yeah. That that was it. He just cut a promo uh, about what a Joe Judge football team will look like to the Giants fans. This is what our team is going to look like. I love that he did that. But whatever you think about the Eagles fans, now there's now it's coming out. Miles Sanders said on an interview, uh-huh. "Look, none of us was happy." He said, "None of us was happy." <laughs> all right, players are met. Players are fighting coaches. You can't have that in your team. It doesn't sound like Cincinnati has any chemistry issues at all. By the way, you very rarely hear about that type of stuff. But you would want your team to want to win, like I think, and that's you know that needs to come that needs to happen everywhere.
2: We need everybody to want to win. And I think the NFL should be at that point. The Browns should just think about calling up Joe Judge and signing him to a 10 day contract. Say, hey, Joe, you want to coach football? We need you this weekend, or else we're going to get the doors blown
3: off. What about bringing Freddie Kitchens back for a week?
2: All right. All right. Bring them both in. The the Browns fans have been through a (laughs) knock.
0: Okay, I'm not talking about Joe Judge, but Freddie Kitchens era, although Freddie Kitchens is probably a great guy, I would love to have a beer with him. I saw him on straight up Steve Austin last year. Really? With Baker Mayfield on there. He came out, they played Kitch. Okay. (laughs) I I think Freddie Kitchen's probably a guy he'd love to have a beer with. But the Browns fans, the last thing they are looking for is Freddie Kitchens to drop back into their life after what happened, and now that they're a good team. It's a shame though that COVID 19. And what do we have an updated number on the Cleveland Browns organization? What was it, six people? Six, six
2: people tested positive? Players, I think. Six I think players, two coaches? Uh, more than that, cause, right it was the uh, wide receivers coach, the online coach, the offensive assistants. Uh,
0: were they all out still from last week, or are they out because of this new one, right? Because the offensive cool. line coach last week, yeah. and the assistant offensive line coach was out. Wide receiver coach was out last week, yeah. right? I don't know if these are new positives. There's new positives rolling through Cleveland, though, right now.
3: And speaking of six, that's what the line is now up to. From opened at three and a
0: half, and we tried. To, I told, I tweeted out at four and a four half. half yeah. uh, everybody, listen, get on the Steelers now because this number is going to climb, and it's only going to go, It's going to continue to go. Yeah. By the way, it, it, the more because if we've learned anything about this, one day of positives normally means.
1: At least two. Oh,
0: yeah. At least two to three. So who else is going to get? If Stefanski, he's around everybody, right? Head coaching. Literally is around everybody. Who knows who the contact tracing is going to catch up with? I mean, there is Cleveland Browns' organization does not deserve it. There's other games, though, which we should definitely talk about. Let's put our playoff picture up there. Uh, this weekend's game, Super Wild Card Weekend, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. I cannot wait for this. Yeah, I honestly cannot awesome. wait. Saturday 105, Buffalo Bills host the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people think Josh Allen's playing MVP like football. And if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen probably wins the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Congrats to him on having a hell of a third year in the NFL. Good boy, Josh he actually got a guy hired for a head coaching gig in Dabble, who's the offensive coordinator, because nobody thought that Josh Allen would become this player that he is right now after watching the first year. There can be people that say they thought he was going to become this player, and they'd be lying to your face. Unless it's Josh Allen's family or very close friends, nobody watched him in his first year and said, this guy is going to be an MVP-like player in two years. It has come out of nowhere. Josh Allen is a superstar. Stephon Diggs getting dropped into that roster after leaving Minnesota and kind of a rocky way, and Bean going out there and pulling the trigger and getting him in there. He has been a key to success for Josh Allen's deep ball, which everybody knew could potentially be possible because how far he could throw it. They That team was Sean McDermott at the helm with the defense and special teams who hit the perfect punt last week, by the way. Yeah. Corey Bohorquez hit the perfect punt out there. That team is the team that everybody says is going to be able to stop the Chiefs, can keep up with the Chiefs, offensive and defensively. But that Indianapolis Colts team, hey, with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield yep. and with TY, whose dreads right now might be the longest in the league, he he's got great mm-hmm. length on his dreads right now. Mm-hmm. I noticed that last week because they were were everywhere. In an opportunistic defense, they could win that game. Hey. They could stop the Buffalo Bills in the Bills Mafia incredible run. 8,000 people at the airport waiting on them. Hey, the AFC East is ours. Let's go. Mm -hmm. This is going to be our team. Let's run with it. This team has been patient. This team has been built. The Indianapolis Colts though, Saturday 105. That could be a real game, and that just starts super wild card weekend. I'm pretty pumped up about
1: it. Yeah, I mean – it's it's also nice at least for me you know where you don't really have to worry about it you can kind of just enjoy the football on both sides uh this weekend don't don't get to do that very often but uh Connor and I were talking before the show I th- I mean Everyone's very high on the Bills right yeah. now. I I kind of like the Colts to maybe go into Orchard Park and win.
0: And you only like the Colts because of how high everybody is on the Bills. Yeah,
1: kind of. I mean, partially. But also, you know, I mean, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor looked great last weekend. If we, yep. we got a little bit of the elements, maybe he gets 45 carries. Who knows?
0: Yeah, they should feed him the Rockets. I was say,
3: Bills are 26th uh, against the run in the league. So that, I think that's the whole game right there. If they could keep the ball away from Josh Allen in that offense with Jonathan Taylor, and maybe you got a ball
0: game. What's the spread right now for that game? Six and a half. It was seven yesterday. It yep. moves to six and a half today. That feels like a lot of points for a playoff game. But Philip Rivers, although he had beat the Colts before in the playoffs when Mike Cyphers buried the Colts deep into their own – territory in the 2008 season and I only know that because I got hired the next year because of the punt game winning that thing. Phil Rivers in the playoffs has not been lights out. Is that him? Is that his team? Is that the situation? We'll find out this weekend, I guess. He's got a chance to turn it all around because with that defense, with that offensive line, the Colts have a chance to go in a fucking
4: run.
3: Yeah. As long mm-hmm. as Uncle Frank doesn't get pass happy, we got right. a shot.
0: Dumpy, <laughs> you're 100% right, though. You're 100% right with Frank Reich. I love Frank Wright. Probably a really good guy. He's, he was always good to me. I don't, I don't get to hang out with him away from football. Always a really nice guy. But there's been a couple second half collapses here as of late that we cannot be having, especially when you got a guy, like Jonathan Taylor, in the back. Give him the rock, feed him the rock. Now, granted, I don't watch, you know, 30 hours of film a week. Okay, Mm -hmm. which is always interesting whenever you start questioning people's game plans and why they're doing things. You (laughs) always have to remember, like, oh, they watched like 30 hours of film. There's a reason they're doing what they're doing. I'm just going to tell you from an outsider who did not do any of that. Okay, but I do watch every single quarter that you guys have played on television. Second half, we got a guy in Jonathan Taylor. Go ahead and feed him. Now, is he the next Derrick Henry? We don't know. We have no idea. Might be. Derrick Henry is unbelievable. 2,000-yard rusher. Okay, you do your thing. And whenever they're in the second half and they're in the lead, they're just going to feed that guy. and We got that guy, Jonathan Taylor. Let's go ahead and just feed that guy.
3: Hey, if you're up between 10 and 17 points in the second half, run the damn ball. How about that? How about it, dude?
0: How about it? Uh-huh. How,
2: about, How about, about it, dude? Everflus versus Dabble. I mean, both of those guys seem to be at the top of everyone's you know, next head coaching tree. It's going to be a battle. Colts defense is very athletic yeah. and very opportunistic.
0: They will make a play. They will make a turnover. They will do something like that. But then on the flip side, there's a chance whenever you live like that that you also get got. you got to get yours more than you get got, though. And I think that's what they're hoping for.
3: Uh, there's some news uh, that the Jacksonville Jaguars are not the only team. In the Urban Meyer hunt, Mm. the Chargers are now also interested in Urban Meyer. The Los Angeles
0: Chargers, one day after being announced that they will be interviewing Jason Garrett for the head coaching gig, which, by the way, that tie is because the Spanos family is very tight with Jimmy Johnson. And North, North Turner. Turner, North Turner, who have both have ties to Jason Garrett, obviously through the Cowboys. Uh, so that is potentially an interview that's happening that way. I guess the Chargers in an interesting turn of events in the last 24 hours. The Spanos family runs that whole thing. So Tom Telesco, the general manager, the man who's responsible for getting me into the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts, as the assistant general manager, basically here under Bill Polian, who then takes over the job with the Chargers. He is working. He's not just making his own decisions there. I guess he's working for the Spanos family. Head coach also working for the Spanos family. Some places, like for instance, if Urban Meyer was to get the head coaching gig down in Jacksonville before GM was named, the general manager would be working for the head coach. Like John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock is working for John Gruden. The owner just lets John Gruden kind of do his thing. He's hands off with the entire operation. It's all a very interesting turn of events whenever you see who's getting the keys to the car and where are they driving? How's the road look? And if they announce Inevitably make it to where they're going do they get broken off or do they ultimately fail and somebody else get blamed for the way the car drove that makes sense if you think back to it what i just said Yeah, right yeah. Oh yeah. i was pretty proud i was pretty proud of where that car was going there you know what i mean because that statement was also a vehicle on a road that we did not know where it was going and it ended up landing like a glove right in the fucking parking spot it's real though because whenever you see somebody else get fired or you saw coaches like atlanta quinn he fired every other coach but himself. Yeah. And it was like, okay, is that going to change? Like, <laughs> And were they working for him anyway? Like, what was going on? Or did the GM hire the coaches? Because mm-hmm. then there's sometimes where the coach works for the GM, basically, and it's an entire – it's always – kind of fascinating to see the behind the scenes work well,
2: there. jacksonville only needs a coach right because shod Khan is going to be Dude. the gm this year so does it really even matter who they hire yeah, as Sh- Shad
0: Khan of the jacksonville jaguars we have learned in the last 24 hours has his hands on every single decision that's made with the jacksonville jaguars that is basically what the headlines alluded to did we read further into that absolutely not <laughs> so that is potentially wrong but it feels like Shad is a jerry jones like owner which by the way If you owned a goddamn team, how could you not be? I I don't know how you could not be, but there's not a lot of owners that do that. A lot of people are kind of hands-off. I'm a fan just like everybody else. I just so happen to have the suite here. I also get to do interviews, and I have an office at the motherfucking facility. So there's some owners that are like that, and then there's some owners that are all the way in. I feel like teams with their owners that are like, in but not all the way in are the most successful craft by the way yep. is in but he's not all the way in i'll give you whatever you need to make happen let's talk about it he he was trying to be the peacekeeper uh-huh. i guess between tom and bill a couple of times mm-hmm. like i feel like that's a good way ursay by the way he was a guy that i guess there was years where he was around at practice every single day i was not there for that but it felt like he always had a pulse on what was going on you know what i mean like there was always some i guess there's some owners that are just like yeah, fuck it. Hands
1: like, off. Good luck. I'll
0: see you guys Sunday. And then when I, yeah, team stinks. Huh? <laughs> the Bengals. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's some yeah. teams that are like that. Ford's probably, I'm sure. Uh uh-huh.
0: It'd be hard not to be like Shod, though. The more and more I think. I mean, especially,
3: like, imagine having that mustache and not having all the confidence in the world to be like, yeah, I'm the best GM in the league, all yeah. as well as owner. He
0: just fucking walks right in. <laughs> what is this sport? I own a soccer team over on the other side of the, <laughs> yeah. the earth there. Oh, I know it. All right. This is what I want. Just starts drawing up plays. Yeah. Why? Well, how could you not, though? It's fantasy football. If you're an owner of a team, you're just running a football organization. I mean,
1: so awesome. got Joe Schobert last year. Who says he isn't a great Ooh. talent evaluator? Uh, true. Joe Schobert knows what the fuck. Yeah, friend man. of the show. He is friend that of the show. That was
6: an issue in Cleveland for a while, too, with Jimmy Haslam. He used to be a minority yep. owner of the Steelers, buys the Browns, goes over, and allegedly he was the one who listened to the homeless man to draft Johnny Manziel.
0: Mm-hmm. He listened to a homeless oh, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Johnny Football That's no, so no, much no. Excuse me, I agree, but what what happened with the homeless
6: man? Uh, I think he was promoted to player personnel director eventually.
0: Who are you talking about?
6: No, the, the story goes uh, he did hear from a homeless man that said he should draft Johnny Manziel and said, yep, we're doing it.
0: So like Kevin Costner type thing? Kind like of, yeah. yeah. See, if you're the owner of the team, how could you not? You know? <laughs> if you saw that homeless man... As a sign from the universe, mm-hmm. whenever you are conflicted on a decision, if that's the way you operate business, by the way, I, I think if you look in, no, nah, he's having success, uh, success right now as the owner for the Browns. I shouldn't say that. A couple of his businesses have done interesting things. but Oh, yeah. Inter- <laughs> interesting things. But if he's been able to go hands off, by the way, after realizing that him being in there is not great, Good for him. Way to do it. I think if you're an owner for a team, though, it's going to be hard to just kind of sit back and let somebody else make all those decisions. But I guess a lot of those billionaires do that. It's called delegating is the way Ooh. billionaires uh, call uh, putting off jobs. Basically. Don't,
1: don't they saying. typically then find out like, oh, I didn't make my money in this. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not very good at this. We stink. Like, that's always like the cyclical. Like, that's the end of the circle. right? Or,
0: or by the way, they don't. And they just keep on going. Yeah, a lot of people are saying the people that hate Jerry Jones are very loud. The people that hate Jerry Jones being hands on. I got a tweet from somebody who said Dallas Cowboys haven't good, been good since Jimmy Johnson's guys. Ooh. They said Jerry Jones hasn't been able to do anything. I'm like, every draft they say the Cowboys have a great draft. The roster is always stacked with big names. Is that Jerry Jones just propping up people that aren't that good then? Is that, what, is that what's happening? Or is Jerry Jones drafting good? It's just the culture for whatever reason can't win. Is that Jerry Jones' fault? I don't know. It's hard for me just to automatically blame Jerry Jones for being hands-on with everything. When I don't get a chance to see him be hands-on with everything because he does some press conferences who cares who cares Mm -hmm. if your owner does any press conferences jake probably turn his music on by the way (laughs) who cares if you do any press conferences if you're running the draft and you stink like you got to have a little self-awareness and kind of drop out of that but if you're doing a pretty good job drafting why
2: does he get blamed for him? Yeah, which he has been. Every draft has been – like, CeeDee Lamb has been incredible this year. At some point, you got to look at the head coach and say, okay, maybe it's the guy he's hiring to put on the head ball cap. So maybe he's a bad coach hire. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But do we think these guys are good because Jerry pays them after he drafts them and Jerry thinks they're good and that's why he pays them?
0: Or is it just because the media has hyped these people up to be good? Oh. Got to
6: build a team, Pat, not a collection of football cards, you know?
0: Hey. That's right. That's very real. That's right. Seems like every draft that is just like, let's get the biggest, fastest, strongest, bring them all in here, and then somebody will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Never works. Got to have those, you know, glue guys in that locker room. Ooh, that's right. Got to have a good feel for the team, what yeah. they want, what they don't like. And know that not every team is the same team. You can't treat every team the same exact way. Sometimes there's going to be different little things you have to do.
3: And you get duped by a coach who has no idea what he's doing in this day and age. And...
0: Well, that's because he set up a set for Tom <laughs> Pelissero. Yeah. who will be joining us tomorrow. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. Hashtag end of pod squad. Tweet that. We're giving away $5,000. Mm-hmm. If you're here listening, we can't thank you enough for fucking with us. Tweet hashtag end of pod squad. Uh, Ty will, after his bout with uh, diarrhea or whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. T's and P's to you, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, He will pick... Uh, I don't know how we will give it away. We'll give away $5,000 to people tweeting hashtag and a pod squad. Let's launch this year in a beautiful fashion. Cannot thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Uh, Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music and propel them into a gorgeous Tuesday, which is going to lead into a monster Wednesday. Hey, monster, monster. We're back. Manana. Cheers.